Golden Globies, welcome back. I am so glad you're all surviving the war on Christmas because as we know, as soon as Thanksgiving ends, the war on Christmas begins. How are you doing? How are you preparing for the war on Christmas? I put up some Christmas lights today just to shove it in the libs, tarts faces. Yeah, that's what you got to do. I put up my peace on earth sign. All right. I notice you put the uh, the uh, Santa hats on your giant skeletons. Chris right. becoming the giant skeleton person. Yeah, that's right. I'm going out there and putting them up myself. With <laughs> There's my two very own hands. giant skeletons. Those like twelve? What are they? Ten foot? I think they're 12 ten. Foot? I think they're ten. Yeah, two of them. Two out, of them. out in Griff's front yard. I don't want them to be lonely. So of course, there's uh, two of them. Right. And, and they're putting the lights up. Well, I hope they're both either male or female because you don't want them to breed. You don't want to come out and there's five foot tall. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but they are missing all their fleshy parts. They got a bone. They got a bone, and it's to pick with you. And you're uh, how upset you are with them. You're so upset about them. No, I'm just. I just think it's weird. Like I got one of those people in my, not my neighborhood, but near my. Yeah, I saw them. Yeah, they're on the main road. That yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, like, fine for Halloween, perfectly fine. But then they turn into, like, those those old ladies that have the goose statues yep. where they dress it, like, for different occasions. And, yeah. like, that's a little too far. Kayla's got penguins. How do you feel about that? All year round? Or just she for Christmas? She just got them. Well, if they're just for Christmas, they're fine. Well, no, she she's probably going to keep them out. Her porch penguins. Mm-hmm. Well, just don't dress that them. That sounds like it could be I don't, I'm fine with, like... Uh, lawn ornamentation. It, it, it's when you start dressing them for occasions, it gets a little too far. It's too far for you. Yeah. What's the appropriate lawn? What? What's the appropriate lawn? Just empty? Yes. Okay. Yeah, especially if you have to mow a lawn. Because I don't like having. Don't like, my sister loves shit. putting the shit everywhere that gets in the way when I'm yeah. trying to mow the lawn. A lot of that blow up shit? No, none of that shit. Just like, uh, like bird bath shit. Oh, bird bath? And, and, wow, okay. and like right in the middle and fucking like get the this thing out of the fucking way. Yeah, I, I don't get the bird bath. I get putting up the bird feeders. It's, the, it's feeders. basically just something for their dogs to drink filthy water out of. Yes, there we go. Dogs, yeah. filthy water. Dogs love yeah. filthy water. But you know what I love, Griff? Making stars. How do we do it? Well, do not we only are we superstars, we make superstars. Yeah. We're hot off the heels. I, I, I'm going to give you some backstory, people. I'm not, I, we all know you've already listened to the Rockford File episode with, uh, he used to be called Other Matt, now he's Brother Matt. I call him Mattford. Mattford, that's a good one. Um, I, he is, you may or may not, well, if you listen, you know, he is the husband, the significant other, the better half of our, our friend, Aubro, who's been on a couple times. And uh, another I, superstar of Golden Globes. Another Super. creation, yes. Another G&G creation. But I contacted her, and I was like, I want to have Matt on. She's like, Matt Sosi? He's great. And I said, no. Matt, you're Matt. Other Matt? Him? Really? Yeah. Really? And I was like, yes. I see potential. I've never spoken to him at all, but I just feel this potential coming off of him. I want to tap into that potential. Yeah. And then lo and behold, Rockford Files are number one. I think that's our, it has to be our biggest, like, first time guest appearance it's of all time. the best numbers we've done for our first time guest. It's doing better than Sonny Chiba for fucking. By the way, listen to fucking Return of the Street Fighter. Yeah. How dare you disrespect the memory of Sonny Chiba? Maybe it's because you signed off every fucking tweet you put out about Sonny Chiba with Merry Christmas and, of course, War on Christmas. Well, he was in the snow. 
in that movie. He did get so, in the so snow. So brought thought me. I made me think of Christmas. Yeah. But so yeah, another star in the making. Like, and it's it's like you're welcome. Is all I can say. It's all we, we can say. It's all what we do. Even the appreciation we're getting for Time Cop, which was four hours of us just going bonkers. Yeah. We had, so many questions about that movie. Uh, it, it's a like ninety-five minute long movie, something like that. And we ended up with five pages of notes <laughs> and a little spoiler alert for you today. Get ready, another ninety ninety-five minute movie and five pages. Yeah, a of lot of questions, notes. not a lot of answers. And I want to go ahead and just tease this right now. Stay to the end, because this might be one of my favorite ends of a movie ever. I recommend just go watching it on YouTube. It's free on YouTube. Very free on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, lots of good action in this movie. Lots of legitimately great martial arts action. And I know I'm on the record saying I'm not a big fan of choreograph. I, but I, I, I did say I was okay with the Shaw Brothers stuff. And this is an offshoot of the Shaw Brothers, this company, Seasonal Films. Yeah. Um. Because it's it, it's tight. It don't it it doesn't look as choreographed. You know, it's not like like we. I don't know what movie we had where somebody was like stick fighting or like I think it was the knife fight from Time Cop. It looked so it was just so bad. The knife like, fight. And yeah. I actually had to go back and listen to our Time Cop episode, and I was saying how it was like pirates swashbuckling in Pirates of the Caribbean. It was like they were fighting with full on sabers. How they were wielding these eight inch knives, like not fucking swords. And then they beefed up the sound to make it sound like they were fighting with swords. <laughs> and they were futuristic. Yeah. So there was a big split in yeah, the middle blades, and yeah. two blades. And it was so fucking frustrating. And I don't think he even did the thing you'd expect him to do if you have two blades to catch the enemy's blade between your two blades and snap it something or something. Something like Didn't that. Didn't even do that. But I, it must be something to do with the fact that the knives were laser guided. and how Yeah, they did have laser scopes on them. Laser scopes on everything because yeah. 2004, of course, was the year of our laser. Well, that's how you tell the future. Yes. Laser scopes. Yes. But yeah, so uh, I want to. We tried our best to get our bo- buddy Paul London, who w- thankfully put these movies into our lives. This is one of his recommendations. He, he was busy this weekend, so he couldn't make it. He wanted to do it. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, he couldn't do it. But yeah, this. so the company's seasonal uh, films, I believe is what it's called. And they were, uh, uh, like I said, they were associated. With the Shaw Brothers, so it was a Chinese company, like Hong Kong or whatever. And they tried, in the 90s, they tried to break into the American market. And they've done, actually, I didn't know this. They did a lot of movies we've covered. They did the No Retreat, No Surrender movies, which we covered all of those. And now that you think back on it, makes a lot of fucking sense. Puffy jackets everywhere. Yeah. Ugh. And they, and they did a lot of other movies we're going to do in the future, hopefully with Paul London. But yeah, I think and I think they were involved with Shoot Fighter, I'm pretty sure. Because okay. they had a lot of the same actors. You know, yeah, Shoot Fighter. I love watching their movies because I love the perspective of outsiders, and I just mean people aren't from you know Hollywood, America, coming in and being like, this is America. Well, we've always said that. That's the only way you can make a good, bad movie anymore, is yes. if somebody who's unfamiliar. Because... Americans were too like in the know, like it, yeah. it, 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 it shows on the screen. Yes, and I hate it's the cringiest fucking shit to watch somebody go. 
this will irritate them. Right. <laughs> Steepling their fingers. This is going to be such like, a bad fun yeah, like, movie. Because they want to be in on the joke. Right. Yeah. And I... The only thing I think the only American we had still that is pure like that is Neil Breen. I mean, oh, one hundred percent, Neil Breen. There's probably more. Again, we don't get like big releases of anything anymore. It's so fucking hard to find these diamonds in the rough. I was just at a party where people were raving about Avatar. Like, I didn't even realize this. People that were, let's say, three to eight years younger than me, raving about Avatar, a movie that came out when they were like ten. Okay. I guess that does make sense. Well, yeah, it's, like, it's like, yeah, if I saw Star Wars as an adult, I wouldn't get, I don't really give a fuck about it anymore anyway, but it was a big deal for me when I was a kid, obviously. Yeah. So I understand it. I mean, I saw the trilogy as like a teenager, and it was still fucking cool, the original. Well, I still like Star Wars. Yeah. I'm just saying, people devote their life around it. They name their kids after Star Wars characters. We're just not spend... those people, though. No. Like, neither... Like, I was sitting down, we were watching the Michigan-Ohio uh, State game, and there's some people... Are they who... already gonna get the... Are they building the statue for uh, Jim Harbaugh right they now? They should be. Might as no. well, with his fucking 45-inch <laughs> dick, just walking in Ohio State, fucking slapping all over the place. Right. That was a disgusting game, and this is why I hate college football. It's boring. It... I Michigan, thought the whole point is it's exciting because anything can happen. Like you can rack up. That's points what people keep telling me, and I'm like, no, it's not exciting because it's everything happens because the other team fucked up so badly, miss coverages, miss blocks, miss everything. That's why I like NFL level football because you don't get as much as that. But you watch that college football well, it's game. It's a bunch of 18, 19 year olds. It, it, yeah, yeah, but I don't find the fun in watching a guy just completely fail. I like watching a team just beat well, them. Why do you watch the Lions? That's the whole thing about the Lions. But I don't get emotional about it. You know, we watch the, the Lions and we're just like, yeah, the Lions. They're doing yeah. Lion things. I mean, well, you can't get emotional unless you want to go insane with the Lions. Exactly. Like, you're asking for emotional damage if you go that far with the Lions. Um, let's go back to the movie though. Out yeah. Of, out of, so yeah. So the the thing oh, intentionally bad movies. What we were getting at. Yeah. But yeah, like you're saying, you need an outside foreign, like someone who's like a Shravan, you know, yes. someone who is an outsider to American culture, but right. wants to like they want to do their version of American. Right. Movie. It's really hard. We're losing more and more of these people out of the zeitgeist. Just completely like me and you. We. We stay pretty uh, down to earth. We're not like frolicking much on the internet. We're out of uh, contest yeah. with everybody out well, there. Well, I will say I have. I did give us a Hive account because that's apparently in case I'm just covering. I don't want someone to poach our, our name. Yeah, just because you know, in case Elon Musk just fucks up Twitter. We are on Hive now. We're under the same thing as Twitter at GNG Theater. Okay, so go look for us there if you're going on there. Uh, it actually is not that bad because they don't have a limit. It's basically like Twitter, basically. Okay. But the problem is they can only do it on your phone right now. You can't. They don't have a desktop application That's for it. I hate. Yeah. That. Well, they're they're like. Well, the problem is they were a very like mom and pop type site, and now they're being inundated with like millions of people who are bailing on Twitter. So right. it, it's so it's slow now. It's kind of shitty right now. But I like that there's no limit on how many characters you can use. Okay. Because so, that would be annoying. Sometimes I'm trying to explain a movie for our show, like I can't fit it in. Shit. So yeah, I like yeah. that. And I haven't really explored it yet. I'm just saying we're on there. Give us a follow. What else? What else were we talking about? We're not. We're not on. The, besides that, we're not on the internet. What you were right. saying? Oh yeah, yeah. I was just saying because it's like John DeHart, American. Neil Breen, American. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chavan, clearly not American. Yeah, but it's just Iranian. like we we were so far out. So many people are so in the know. They know so many things. They're they're constantly like making jokes on themselves. 
I would love to take on the challenge. Like, if we did a movie, we would have, like, a cryptocurrency bad guy. I mean, it is possible because New York Ninja did it. They pulled it off in New York Ninja as far as – Yeah, exactly. It was a perfect level, and it was probably done by people like us where we know how to keep it in that perfect zone of just, like, kind of ambiguous and kind of, you know, ridiculous. Right. Ambiguous and ridiculous. That's the two Well, it helped that you had an 80s visuals to go with it. Yes. It was just them coming up with the dialogue. Right. So I I don't, I don't know. It's going to be tough. There's not going to be a whole lot. Neil Brains, thank the fucking Lord, he's still out there. Yeah, but. and he's coming out with a new movie, guys. He made a big announcement on YouTube a couple months we ago. Might, I mean, we might have to He's going to hit the film festival circuit first, of yeah. course, because he wants to win all those awards. Right. But, yeah, so the thing about this movie, like you're saying, it has an outsider perspective. So all these movies... It has this bizarre tone of almost like a child. It's almost like Goonies, like a kid's movie. Yeah. But if Sloth ripped his mom's head off. Like right. it's the violence. They're super violent, yet no nudity. Even though they go to strip clubs, but no nudity. Yeah, a topless strip club. <laughs> middle of a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. No topless chicks in there, though. Yeah, and there's it's it's got very lighthearted music. The music very, was very close to full moon. It was quarter moon. Yes, or it was blood moon or blood moon. It was very blood moon. Um, yeah, it has that vibe of like, what am I watching? Like a lot of slide whistle gags. Like, uh, you know, we have a character we'll talk about. Obviously, Chuck constantly doing like little uh sleight of hand and whoop. Yeah. Slide whistle, all, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, it's this kind of movie. Yeah, very childlike innocence to it. And then the next scene, it's like, <laughs> oh, actually, no, it's this kind of movie. We're exploding people now, and you're seeing like us people blow up a watermelon human. With fingers. Yes, and gore, blood, <laughs> organs spilling out. It's like, what the fuck is this? Did Sam Raimi direct this scene? It's It's crazy. In a good way. In yeah. a good way. And it, again, we ended up with five pages of notes because, oh, my God, there is way too many things to talk about. So many background things. You know that's what we excel at, the details. Right. And despite it, this is my perfect action movie, though, because despite it having lots of actually good action in it, yeah. great combat and all that, they want to tell a story. It's yeah. a stupid story, <laughs> and it takes two incredibly <laughs> stupid people to string it along like they did. But there's a lot to talk about. A lot of great characters, a lot of colorful characters. Uh, the Chief. Played by the great Frank Gorshin of uh, Batman fame, the Riddler. I met him. Uh, so, Mike, I know you're listening. You need to, you need to check out some of uh, the Chief scenes in this movie because he has some fucking <laughs> zingers in here. I really enjoyed him. Perfect agitated uh, Chief. Yeah. So good. The big glasses and everything. Yeah. It actually made me a little sad. My grandpa had those glasses right at that same time. Grandpa died like two years later, so it just hit that I think, soft spot. I think Frank Gorshin. I mean, your, your grandpa might have been Frank Gorshin. I think he died a couple years the later. The picture's right over there. You tell me. Oh, you can't see it from here. Yeah, his his grandfather was Frank Gorshin. That's right. <laughs> he was dressed as the Riddler in the picture. <laughs> I, went, I met him at a Comic-Con, and he looked pissed off. But I was like, I got to meet Frank Gorshin. You know, I, I loved every. I loved the Batman show as a kid. I still love it. Mm. And he's great. So he was a super nice guy. So Adam good. West, dick. Yeah. Wouldn't even look at me. I love that every show, because I only knew Adam West. I never really saw the 60s Batman until, like, the last three years. And oh, wow. I fucking enjoy the shit out of 60s Batman. It perfectly gets that 
of course, it's the 60s and the sets and everything play into yeah. it, but it hits that comic book vibe so well, yeah. I think. Um, what was I get? Oh, but the joke in all the cartoons and everything I got to see later was that Adam West was a dick, but it was always played by Adam West, yeah. making fun of himself being a dick. Yeah, was that Family Guy or something? Like that? Family Guy definitely had yeah. him as a reoccurring character. Well, he's playing close to who he is. He was an ass. I also caught him looking at porn too. They, like, a vendor was selling porn. He was going through it. Uh, let did, you know if Batman was your hero. He was a porno freak. Uh, did he have a plate of hot dogs nearby? He did not have a plate of hot or a thermos. So, if you really want to hear about what my life looks like working from home as a computer hacker, this movie <laughs> cuts a little clue too close we to the hot dog. Do the movie hackers just for you. Oh God, <laughs> that would hurt my soul. Yeah. So I know one line, and I've I've never... so, I'm so like Peter Larry. Go, Griff, is this real? Can they do this? I, and it's like I had to tell him, tap yeah. into the mainframe, like they're tapping into the government. This shit. Yeah. amazing. We'll get into yeah. that. Um, I know one thing about that movie, Hackers. Besides Angelina Jolie's yeah. in it, yeah, that's one of her first movies. Uh, she shows her tits in it. I think she showed her tits in all her first movies. Yeah, I think yeah. she did. Uh, and then the one person shouting out, "Hack the machine!" And that's it. That's I all I know. I, I know even less because I didn't even know what you just said. Heck. I just knew Angelina Jolie was in. She had the short hair at the time. Yeah. All right. We got five pages of notes, so let's get into this fucking movie. We got movie. tough thrugs, too. Yeah. A family weekend, you know? Screaming at, scream at her family. I'm realizing as I get older, I, maybe COVID did this to me, but I was around a lot of family, yeah. 16 people, 17 people total. Wow. I was it, around two. It's getting tougher to be in big crowds like that. Uh-huh. It's just too much noise. Eventually, they die off. So, oh my God. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I I spent Thanksgiving with two people. So was it good? My sister was annoying, but not too annoying. It didn't make me angry, but it made me roll my eyes a lot. Did you enjoy the footballs? I enjoyed it because my team won. She doesn't care at all football at all. No, but it's, it, this is about you. It's our podcast. Oh, about me? you, and me, I enjoy. Yeah. yeah, my team won. Yeah. My team beat the Lions. Did you guys do the turkey? Or you just yeah, we turkey had, no, we, had, we had turkey. Okay, yeah. nice. My mom did all the things. Uh, Dr. Oz told me turkeys were $94 this year. Yeah, well, we're rich. <laughs> making all this money off this fucking podcast. We're making stars. Uh, yeah, not to mention all the money I gave you after I won all that money on the FIFA tournament. It was on crypto, though. It was from the FIFA tournament. Anyways. All right, let's get into this movie for a crazy wild ride called Blood Moon. Dutter and Baker, no weapons, no prints, no witnesses. A serial killer is on the loose. The killer has knowledge of anatomy. Every strike is a vital area, nerve center. He's part man, part metal, pure evil. Welcome to hell! What the hell is going on? Well, let's see. We got four dead bodies out there. He's using today's technology to trap his next victim. What a lovely family. To stop him, you have to hit fast, hit hard. And only one man can do the job and do it right. Two of you can be working together as partners on this case. Looks like you win. The end game has begun! Very good. The killings are getting closer together. 
he's getting better at it. Last location, 843 Adam Street, number 21. It's right here. Starring action powerhouse Gary Daniels. Just me and him now. Chuck Jeffries and Frank Corshin. Blood Moon. You get one shot before he kills you. Welcome back. We just spent way too much talking about last week's episode. The time, the calm, how does it work out? If you have any suggestions about what would happen if uh, past Jean-Claude Van Damme, Matt, jizz Walker. Done, jizz done, future, uh, Max. Max. If their jizz is met, what would happen? No, I. my question is. In a Petri dish, let's say. If, say they were spit-roasting his wife. Yes, that was that was where we started. And it was like. If they were spit roasting, would that be enough connective tissue to no, make them explode? But no, I don't think it would be. But if he pulled out and is going for a face, but you know when you come, you don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes it just flies out. Right. If it flew out and hit past self, would he explode? Oh, that's where you are yes. thinking. Oh. Would he explode? But you would be safe because your jizz is on him. It's like there's no connection. I see what because you mean. Because that is your matter. Your jizz is, is, is part of your matter. Your you're right. Yeah. I think that would. Yeah. I didn't realize that's what you were trying to get yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. I think that would explode the person getting hit by the jizz. So yeah. if there's a situation, but where, you would be safe because you're not touching the jizz. Exactly. Well, yeah. no. Only if it was past John Claude hitting future John Claude. Because if yeah. future John Claude hits past John Claude <laughs> with his jizz, then. That kills the past Jean-Claude, and then yeah, the future yeah, Jean-Claude right. dies. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were talking about a battle bot situation where there's a little plastic arena, and they both jizzed into it. With, what what would happen with that jizz? I, I, the jizz would explode, yeah. The that could have been, been a perfect way to stop the villain. Like They, they set their jizz up into a, a bomb situation. <laughs> oh, that's like splitting the atom. Splitting yeah. the jizz up. Yeah. All right. Anyway, everybody, we got everybody, everybody, Blood Moon. Uh, we're accepting letters and theories about time cop <laughs> theory, so please help us out with that because there's nine more episodes worth of conversations to be had about it. Yeah. Uh, and that's how that episode went yeah. five hours. Almost three hours wasn't enough time. Exactly. Really. Uh, so that's why we're working on a time machine to do it again. Right. Anyways, we're rolling credits already. Interesting in this movie. credits in that they show the entire cast and crew, and then they show Blood Moon. Down to Best Boy. Uh, Did uh, you see the, uh, the editor's name was like Albert Poon? I saw that. Poon. And I said, hey, but this guy's 69s. He probably exploded. And so we see the title Blood Moon, and then we see a Blood Moon, which we didn't get to see two weeks ago. We did not. I went up, I woke up to go outside to look at it overcast. I had to wake up at four in the morning, and then I woke up again at six in the morning. Didn't get to see it. Well, I think it's in three years. There'll be another one. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's only like three years. Yeah. Now, how? Well, when is a blue moon happening? Because they always say once in a blue moon. So that's got to be really long. <sighs> I don't know. So, all right, there is a blood moon. So they're no, they're not lying to us. Yeah, and the next blood moon is, I believe, March thirteenth. So okay, yeah. So we start out. We're in a gym. Very, did you notice this? Very uh, interesting gym, in that the locker room is right in the gym. Like. 
there were lockers right oh, out in the open. Oh, like surrounding the, you know, yeah, the like back so walls you just get naked in front of everybody while they're working out and boxing. Oh. Well, maybe you just store like uh, easy things in there, and then maybe the backs where the showers are. And I, don't all know. That. I don't know. I don't know. Colombo, Dallas. Colombo would have to. I did. Oh no, that was a different. All I know is Robert Conrad did not design that job. That's right. <laughs> Robert Conrad would have a completely different setup for this gym. Yeah. It would be an addition. Well, because we you know Robert Conrad had a small dick and he probably wore his underwear while he showered. Yes. And so no, there's no way he would have He some probably place had a undress. private shower, but yeah. we know his gyms are also like diners turned into gyms. Yeah. Because it still had like the wall of mirrors and everything. Yeah. It, his diner or diner. So we're seeing a boxer, a kickboxer that we're familiar with, and you should be familiar with too if you listen to this show. Well, I don't know if we do a good job describing him. We didn't say he's a six foot two black man, hundred eighty five pounds, long black hair, black hair. Uh, yeah, we didn't go into all those details. It's it's Hakeem the Cyborg from what was that show called? WMAC Masters, I think. Yeah, World Martial Arts Champions. Champions. Yeah, that sounds right. And he's not, he's just before he became a cyborg. Apparently, apparently he survives this movie. And oh, yeah, he becomes he a cyborg did. later. Yeah, he definitely did. Uh, we learned about this. Uh, what, where did we learn about how they could replace that was uh, Sonny Chiba? Yeah. Jinro. The Art. future yeah. heart transplants. So that's what official that, vocal cards. That's how we ended up with the Keem the Machine. So yeah, and he's also was in. I th- I believe this is also the seasonal film we did with with Paul. The last movie we did with Paul, yeah. Shoot Fighter. He had a bit part in that too. So, and this guy's obviously. I think everybody in this movie has some kind of real background in martial arts competition. Oh. Paul, if you listen, just to know we're doing this. It's very bittersweet because <laughs> yes. we would have loved for this to have been an eight-hour episode. Yeah, just... <laughs> That's, uh, no, 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 no slight against Paul, but I think this is going to be three hours of just me and Graham. Yeah, so if Paul was there, it would be five hours. Yeah, we yeah. would be in the weeds on yeah. every yes, single Paul knows time. his 90s martial arts people. He could tell you the backstory of every fucking actor in this right. movie. It's incredible, yeah. Paul's knowledge on this. So, yeah. okay, the, the gym starts clearing out, but Akeem wants to stay. He's, he, he's a champ. That's what he, champs do. They, they, they're first. First one there, the last one. Exactly, leave. he's there. He's studying film. He's eating filth. Well, not filth. He's eating like you know the basic bullshit that you have to eat to keep that tight protein powder. Body. Yeah. He's just eating. He's, just, pro- he's literally eating protein powder. He's not mixing it with water. He's Even just- water adds water weight. Right. And he's got to weigh in the next day, right. but he still needs to build that muscle. So he's just dry heaving up <laughs> the protein, like the cinnamon challenge, the protein powder <laughs> yes. challenge. And he hears a noise because we see these little boots. These, oh my god! We're already getting started on the fucking ridiculous details of this movie. We're, it's like a western, yeah. and you get the spurs. But yeah. no, these are futuristic boots with metal. Like yeah, the toes and the heels have metal on them. Yes, and is- they they have a little platform because the guy's uh, a little intimidated by this height or. Uh, uh, he's Robert Conrad. He's yeah, self conscious. Uh, self conscious yeah. about his height, so he's got the platform. Doing martial arts in those boots, though, that's impressive. Yeah. That'd be like Captain Kirk fighting. You notice those fucking old Star Trek fleet uh, uniforms had those fucking heels. Yeah. Yeah. And he he, he like then uh, you hear the the, the, the the Spurs, so Akeem is like, hey, who's, out, who, who's there? 
And then we walk back into the main area where there's just one light in the ring, nice and dirty and dingy. Everything we love about a good fight box, you know, like kickboxing tournament movie right. where there's lots of Asian men betting and smoking cigars <laughs> and smacking waitress asses and everything. No, there's just one man with a yin yang. I, I looked at it, I was like, Hamburglar. He looked like the fucking Hamburglar. <laughs> At first, when I looked at him, I was like, does he have a mask and an eye patch? And then I thought about yeah. you, and you're, you keep bringing it up. Look at yourself and take one thing off before you walk out the door. And I was like, that's the one thing. Yes. The mask. And he does that, too. And even Every scene. Yeah, because, you know, get this. No one knows who this guy is, the Hamburglar Killer. Yeah. He's supposed to. <laughs> Hamburglar. You got to really emphasize that burger part. Um. Yeah, it's so great because he's got a mask to hide his identity, but no one gives a shit about it. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, who are you? It's such a fucking weird – and it's not supposed to be a joke. See, nowadays it would be made into a bigger joke and it would be right. annoying. This movie – No, it takes us so serious. Very seriously. Which makes it great. Exactly. So he gets in the ring and he does a little Jean-Claude-esque move where he does the standing splits. Yeah, he just kicks his one foot in the air and he's like, is it time – to kick your ass, and he goes from being what would that be? Well, his two Vertical. hands are the same, yeah. but I'm saying he's doing like a 90 degrees. So one hand's at six, one's at nine, and then he goes nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's a blood, there's blood on the moon tonight. He says <laughs> he said it better than I did. He definitely did. And then they just start going at. He starts because he starts attacking Akeem. Right. Uh, well, Hakeem is willing to accept the challenge because somebody has stepped into his dojo. Right. And it's not even his dojo, but, you know, he still takes <laughs> yeah. it seriously. Uh, and he, Oh, you're right. There is locker shit. They're not even <laughs> against the wall. They're just in the middle of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they start sparring in the ring and everything. Every It's going, okay, you know, he's holding yeah. his own and all that. But then he gets kicked out. He goes over the ropes. And this is an NWA sanctioned <laughs> matches. There's no disqualification here. Lazy booking. It's an AEW, man. They do. They immediately go out the ring. That's oh, yeah. AEW. No, this is an AEW yeah, match. You said You're NWA. right. I did because yeah. you can't go over the rope in NWA. So I said this isn't. Actually, you can. In Mid-South, you can. Oh, it was Mid-South? Yeah. I thought NWA. Oh. I think if I, I think in the, I think when... Uh, never mind. We're no one cares. Yeah, yeah. No one cares. Minutia. So, yeah, they take it out of the ring. Fucking! I I I think originally uh, Moxley was going to play the role of Hakeem. Oh, he had to. I could just see Hakeem walking in like. Why there was like tables all around the ring for some reason? I drank blood, and he just threw fucking Hakeem through a table. There is a lot of tables in this movie, and I want to say it's very nice of well, apparently he's never called by this name, but in the IMDb, his name is Chad. I didn't see Chad. I saw Killer. I saw Chad slash Killer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll maybe go. he's the Chad Killer. He's because I think he is English, so he's a Chad probably. Yeah, he's got that, that beautiful good. rock star hair going on. There's a lot. Paul there Stanley was, looking motherfucker. Paul Stanley, thank you. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I want to call it rock star, but now that you bring up Paul Stanley too, it's yeah. like okay, it is rock star hair. His hair was distracting. It was very Macho Man Randy Savage. Very, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That. Yeah. Frizzed out, just like it would move, but in the ways he didn't want it to move. And so he's kind enough to give this guy some lessons while he's beating Akeem's ass. Exploit every weakness. Always attack. Always attack. So he's trying to just end this fight quick and everything. Well, and he said he got you like after 
Akeem, he recognizes he's met a better fighter. Well, so he's just like, enough! It's never enough! And he starts attacking more. He's getting, like, because at the, at the beginning, Akeem just thought it was going to be a sparring match. Yeah. And this guy is out to kill him. Right? He didn't realize this was playing for keeps. So they are uh, just going at it. And now Akeem realizes he needs to be on his fucking heels here. He grabs a bench, and he's wielding it like it's a five-pound bench. But those benches are probably pretty fucking heavy. And they're like 10 feet long for people to sit on and everything. He's just throwing it around. But the fucking uh, Chad, the Chad, (laughs) he's just punching, kicking right through it. Manages to get all the way, you know, break right through it. Then he picks up Hakeem back in the ring. No, before that, he punched. He he does the the Stunny Chiba move from uh, instead of the throat. He puts his his fourth, his middle finger, his forefinger, and he's. Pokes right into his heart of a king. Oh key. yeah! So again, this is the ultra violence we're yeah. talking about. While whimsical music is playing, no, <laughs> yeah. no, they do some serious music yeah. here. Whimsical music's later. And so he stabs him through the heart, kills him, picks Hakeem up in a gorilla press. He didn't, and he's like, ha ha ha. You can clearly see, like, bad job framing the shot, because you can clearly yeah. see the wire holding Akeem up in the yeah, air. Yeah, that was rough. And he just starts laughing, and then they just cut. I was waiting for him to throw him through something, but they just cut. It's annoying because they were in the ring when they were doing this. Yeah. And they find his corpse outside of the ring. So why didn't we get to see him throw? Because of the wire hangers. Yes, <laughs> he couldn't figure out a way to do it, probably. Right. Anyways, we get Detective Chuck. Yeah, I thought it's him. When I first saw this movie, I thought he was the hero. We we learned that he's not. Yeah, so did I. I was very confused what was going on here. He is, in the classic role, the sassy, wisecracking black sidekick. Mm -hmm. That's his role. He's doing a very uh, awful Eddie Murphy impression. Terrible. Denim on denim. Too much denim going on. He fucking rides up in his motorcycle to the crime right. scene. Police are waiting outside. He fucking does a fucking cool-ass stop. Parkour flips over some cars, and the police outside literally clap for him. They're at a murder scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't care because this is the Chuck show. That's he right. starts doing magic tricks. Yeah. At their crime scene. He heads inside. There's a lady cop. She's like beside herself because this person has just been murdered by hand. She's like, oh, my God, this is the third this week. This is the third, I think. Third or fourth, yeah. Third or fourth. Yeah. So they're all like, oh, my God, he's getting closer. He's doing this more often. He comes in. Hey, officer pretty. She looks over at him. He offers a hand to her, slides it back. Flowers. And then he's talking with a guy who's like, he wants to get the details. He's literally pulling fucking hankies from his sleeve, like the long line of hankies. Yeah. Let me take some notes here. And then he's <laughs> fucking, oh, God, it's so bad. But then it gets worse. This is, this is why I love these fucking Asian guys trying to do an American movie. He, the final hanky, he pulls out, and then he shows some respect and puts it over the face of a key. <laughs> Oh, my God, it's so weird. And the whole time, Chuck, his attitude towards life, I'm going to learn a little, a little bit. Okay, this was one of our top half topics we forgot to talk about. This is the very bait-and-switch movie. They give you little tidbits that you think are going to resolve later. His magic, we've talked about. Yeah. Is it going to come in later? Not at all. Just a little colorful addition to his character exactly they just want to make him more whimsical more uh likable by the relatable children. yeah 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 exactly you know? 
So he heads back to the police precinct. As he's walking in, we see the captain, uh, Captain Hutchins, I think, or Hitchens, I think, was his name. I remember none of his name at all, actually. And well, he's barely in it. So Captain Riddler, we'll call him. And he is talking with the press. They're grilling. I'm like, "What's going on? This is the third, maybe fourth body that's been found killed this way." Chuck goes to his office. We see he's got a big stack of kung fu mags on his, his desk. An inappropriate amount for an adult man. <laughs> you know, just making his way through life today and is should be taking his job more seriously than he is. Yeah, he gets a call from the chief. This is weird because he gets a call from another police chief. This isn't Frank the, Gorshin. Oh, my God, it wasn't? This is Chief Baker. Wow, I didn't I, understand this. So <laughs> yeah, at least yeah. that clears the air on yeah. that one because I was yeah. like, why is his boss calling him and then in a minute showing up in his well, office? There is, well, I guess that's the poli- he's talking to the police chief on the phone, and he says captain. So I think, you know. Oh, yeah. okay. So he's bitching him out. Like, Where are you going to find this guy? And he's just like, yeah, yeah, chief, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His magic won't work over the phone. He's got to wait another, like, 20 years for Zoom meetings to take place. So now there's some new evidence comes in via email. Yep. We got another friend. Everybody... In the office, loves Chuck. So, officer, fat white guy, typical cop, who pulls his gun and shoots. He's probably eating a donut. Stand stand my ground, you know, type cop who shoots first, asks questions, uh, never. Uh, Comes in, and he's like, hey, did you see this new email attachment? (laughs) How'd you feel about that? (laughs) (laughs) Evidence via email? I I laughed a lot (laughs) because... Hey, it's an animated attachment. Yeah, I love the graphic. It's a moon, and then we see blood drip down, and it spells okay. blood on the moon. Maybe you never did, but maybe some of our audience did. You, did you ever play Mortal Kombat? No. I think I played it once or something. But, so uh, yeah. there would be when you beat the person, because you had to do uh, best of three, so you had to beat him twice. You beat him the second time, blood would splatter on the screen and say fatality. Okay. And that was the same thing they did with the font for Blood on the Moon, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was the same font, same graphic and everything. It just had Blood on the Moon instead of Fatality. By the way, we never know why he – we learn why he has a fixation on the Blood Moon or the Moon or whatever. Again, the bait and switch teases in this movie. We'll see if we can keep track, but there's a million of them. <laughs> right. All right? One so now million. the Chief Riddler comes in, and he starts chewing them out. Demanding results. God damn it, I got the media on my ass. So, Chuck, this is how he eases tension. Well, you know, we noticed that Chief has got a cigar. He can't. He's not lit, so Chuck's going to go in his pockets, get to pull out his matches, get to pull out all the stops. What did he do? I thought he just pulled a coin from his ear. Did he, like, do something with the cigar? Yeah, that, well, he was trying to light up a match and everything, and he's like, maybe the match is in your ear. Well, you know what? This is... This, once again, a bait and switch because he, he the magic trick does ease the chief, and then he leaves, and then and this would have been perfect for the cigar. He does a fucking Jim Cornette fireball. He throws a fireball. Why couldn't he have done that on the cigar? Why couldn't he have done that? Well, on I guess the cigar? Frank Gorshin's like, you're not throwing a fucking fireball, in my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. They're probably like, hey, Frank, uh, how do you <laughs> feel about Chuck over here throwing a fireball in your face? Jim Cornette did it. Ronnie Garvin went up like the challenger. <laughs> And he saw him. He saw it took literally about a month for Ronnie Garvin's face to heal. Yeah. I hope Jay Leno is feeling better. Jay Leno. He got. Did you hear about that? He got a fireball thrown in his face. He did? Yeah. Recently? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. 
Uh, They're covering it up and saying it's a car accident, but I know it was a fireball from Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> You've seen Ronnie Garvin's scars. I love this, Murray, because we're just cutting away to another random character. But if you're a wrestling fan, you're familiar with this character. This is uh, one of the e- like early tidbits we got for watching this movie, right? Yes. ECW champion, WWE champion, the guy who introduced our buddy Paul to smoking weed, Michigan Zone. Rob Van Dam. Yes. And he's got the Nang Chen fucking ponytail. Can I talk to you about a conversation that happened at this party that I mentioned earlier that I was at today? Sure. Hey, who's that Michigan uh, like musician from uh, the 90s? And I was like, 90s? I, can't, I don't... Suicide Machines? Who are you Sponge? Talking? Sponge came to mind. I said Sponge as well. And they're like, no. And then Kayla shouts out, Bob Seger. And I was like, Bob Seger's <laughs> like the 60s or 70s. 70s yeah. It comes around. It was Bob Seger. What do you have to say about Bob Seger? I have no idea, but they're 20 years off. So I was like, how was I supposed to help you out when you did, you were two decades off? I'm sorry. Sidebar. We're back on topic. Rob Van Dam, Michigan's own. Yeah. Where from Michigan? He's, I think Battle Creek. He's from the west side. Oh, Battle that. Creek. Yeah. yeah, that explained his uh, west coast attitude. <laughs> and his west coast accent. Because this is clearly, <laughs> as far as I, I'm like, no. Because like we just said, he's a big pot guy, so he has a raspy voice. And he, he has a total geek voice. He has total geek voice. He's got the tight little ponytail. Well, that's yeah, what he does. He always does that. Yeah, yeah it's true. No, I, I With the side that. shaved. Yeah. I like that. He, I, there's no he, hair touching his ears. He's got like a closed down bar right now. And he yeah. must be the barkeep or he owns the building or whatever. So he's going hard on the pinball machine. And his girl wants him to go hard on her pinball machine. She wants to be tilted. Right. And he accommodates her. Throws her up right on the pinball. Yep. And, starts making out with her. And then there's a rustle in the background. Ching, ching. I hear ching. something. It's, and we see those little boots going. Yep. It's the ice machine. Just stay here and let my penis do its work. And then she's like, no, I'm going to see what's going on. So she goes off. And then lo and behold. Well, you gotta, we got to play it for real for Rob Van Dam here. Because he goes, get on my dick now, you bitch. He was very upset she got up. And then we hear rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. That's the Hamburglers. <laughs> Is that what the Hamburglers <laughs> yeah. said? Hamburg would say rubble, rubble. <laughs> and and lo and behold, it's the fucking Hamburglar killer. Yeah. And he's and once again, nobody knows who he is. Rob Van Dam's like, who the hell are you? Oh, I see this joke he did here. <laughs> That's not a joke. That was that was a line from the movie. Oh, was it? Yeah, because we learned that Rob Van Dam's character is called Dutch. He's like, Dutch, huh? Soon to be. Crutch. Wow. So the two of them were like, Dutch is always ready for a fight. So he squares up. He's like, let's fucking go, pony boy. They start going at it. Dutch is whole, Dutch is taking this fight. Right. He gets, um, I forget what that movie's called. Is it's it the Full it's Nelson? A, it's the Full Nelson, yeah. He gets uh, Chad in a Full Nelson. Dutch yeah. and Chad. <laughs> oh, my God. He gets Chad in a Full Nelson. I and hate Chad does the... Perfect chicken shit heel move. Yeah. No, 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 stop. I give up. I give up. And then he lets him go. And then he just fucking hits him again. And starts right. And then he throws in his face. Great facials by Rob Van Dam in this scene. 100%. This yeah. is why he went on to be a good wrestler. <laughs> right. Tough man. You're not tough enough, though. And they're just going. He starts banging 
uh, Dutch's head into all these like, metal like support beams, like clang, clang, clang. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. He is just okay. Dutch easily has a hundred pounds on him, and he uh, Chad is throwing him, and we're watching him just throw him into different objects in the bar now. Smashes his face on the pinball machine, throws him into the fucking cocktail bar. Fucking throws him into the little weenie, uh, you know, roller machine that you see at every gas station, Seven Eleven. He fucking presses. Yeah, that's his where Seagal pulls out the hot dog. Exactly, pulls. shakes it. Yeah. Where's Witchy? But it's in Richie. Fucking Dutch up, and then he does the fucking finger move. That's his finisher. Yeah. And then we, we get a scene where we're out. We're not. It's bad enough. He just murdered the guy, but he's got to rub it in. You got to appreciate Rob Van Dam. Sells a finisher. He gets hit with it, and he's out. <laughs> he's dead. And then we get a shot from outside the bar, and we see the the stuntman with the worst. He's got the fucking Norman Bates wig on. It's a gray so fucking bad. ponytail. It is, yeah. It's the Norman Bates psycho wig. It is. It is. The stuntman gets thrown out and through the window, and then crashes on the sidewalk. It's fucking rough. Uh, Why aren't you better? Screams our killer, the hamburger. <laughs> it's so good. So the chief uh, and Chuck, they're hearing about the autopsy on Chuck uh, Dutch right. and everything. Yeah. So they head down to you know, you know, actually talk to the person doing the autopsy, yeah. learn about everything. Emmy is like, this guy knows anatomy, right? Because they're like. Well, clearly this guy was beaten with the pipe. Look at him. He's a fucking monster of a man. He probably can handle his own. He's no. a champion. He's a champion. Champion. Maybe that's what we'll uh, open with is Bad News Boys uh, Champion. Apparently that's a big TikTok song. That was really weird. Bad News Boys? I don't know who the hell is that. That's the album name. What's the actual band name? I can't think of it right now. King Con and the Barbecue Show. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know them. Yeah, everybody knows That's them. That's a huge TikTok song. T- Kayla was playing TikTok I for know. me. I was like, I'm, why is King Kong playing? I'm 48. I don't know TikTok. Uh, you you might like them. They're pretty good. Very simple music. Very yeah. short songs. All right. This, this isn't a very short episode. So this isn't. Do it. He's like, every vital organ was struck. I don't know. This guy's a, this guy's a master of anatomy, apparently. Yeah. Cl- hey, have you guys ever seen? Wow, this is coming back. You guys ever seen Shoot Fighter? And then she pulled out the fucking uh, midsection diorama and pointed out all the fucking uh, pressure points and everything. She's like, oh, yeah, also, if you've seen that anime, Fist of the North Star, this explains it, too. Because we do see uh, Chad do some Fist of the North Star type shit in this movie. Yeah. Two-finger, pressure point. So uh, Captain Riddler is like, look, Chuck, you're in over your head. You can't hand to do this by yourself. Because we all know all good cops work alone. Yeah. This is an Academy Award winning scene, by the way. Riding the elevator. Chief is fucking beside Captain Riddler. <laughs> Cap-um. Captain Riddler. Just riddle me this, Chuck. Riddle me this, Chuck. Four dead bodies. It's getting closer. This killer is mocking us. You need a partner. This guy is a computer genius we're dealing with here. You can't do it on your own. I got a guy. He's the finest mine hunter in all the country. I need you to go. He's scribbling something down furiously. I need you to go meet with him. He's going to be your new partner. Wear a suit. What's his name? I could not understand his name when he said it here. It's Ken O'Hara, which is 
finish? Yeah. Okay. And now we're going to see our hero, our real hero, Gary Daniels. At the beach. Being buried up to his neck in sand by his daughter. Yeah, it's a fun, frolicking scene. Very commando. Yes. He, yeah, he, all he needed was some ice cream on his nose. That's right. And he's just having a good old time with his daughter. Not a care in the world. He's out. He's They're trying to pull him back in, but he's out of the whole cop thing. And we're watching these kids just frolic on the beach and everything. And then we just get a random. He's doing like backflips on the beach. Yeah, they're doing backflips. She's doing uh, uh, handstand somersault things. Not somersaults. Cartwheels. That's what Gary Daniels. Beautiful blonde highlighted bowl cut. <laughs> you look like Ben Stiller's character, Simple Jack from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Man, you're giving him too much bowl cut, I think. No, ben it's... Stiller is right because I, of course, as a huge fan of space, Ghost Coast to Coast, Ben Stiller had this exact haircut with bleached hair where it went just there. Well, that was the Caesar cut. That was very hot in the night. I thought. I thought. No, uh, this is more bullish. You think it was yeah, bullish? Yeah. Hey, everybody, get on this. <laughs> it's simple, Jack. I don't think he's it's simply jacking. I don't think it's long enough to be simple, Jack. I think yeah. he he's no, doing he the Caesar cut. No, what's doing? He's <laughs> Caesar cut's doing him. Because yeah. It's bad. Anyways, they're playing frolicking on the beach, and then we just get a random cut over to a guy on the boardwalk riding riding a motorcycle. <laughs> yes. I'm having a hard time today. Yeah, I think Asians think there are a lot of biker gangs in America doing this kind of shit. Okay, okay. Can we talk about this real quick? Where the fuck are we supposed to be? L.A., I was assuming. Wait, no, we're supposed to be in New York. Exactly. We get a lot of we get a million establishing shots of the World Trade Center. Yes. Yeah. But then we go to the beach. <laughs> and then well, there's beaches, Coney Island. And that <laughs> and then we're in a scene with palm trees. The Warriors, remember? Yeah, I know. Yeah. But then we're in a scene with palm trees. Well, I don't know. And then we're in a scene it's where... It's like, uh, what do you call it? What was that? Rumble in the Bronx where you can see mountains in the background. Yeah. It was, it was filmed in Vancouver. It's rough. Like, uh, again, not understanding the geography where the beaches are at and everything and how they all work out. But well, they Jersey Shore. You just assume if it's a beach, there's got to be palm trees. Yeah. Like, oh, Yeah, okay, maybe. So this biker, he's just driving through. We, this biker's just—we don't. Even, he doesn't even get his come up, and she just drives through to, to start a fight with somebody other biker. It's so fucking weird because you're thinking, "Oh, this guy's gonna cause trouble." No, he comes down. Of course, he's annoying everybody walking up the boardwalk yeah, like you would his expect. Bike, all that shit. Yeah, and oh my god! And then he bumps into Ken. Holding his daughter, waiting in line to get a Sprite Zero. Ken Sprite bumps, Zero in 97? Yeah, I know, right? Oh. He bumps into another ganger, what would look to be gangers. They had, like, uh, the cut sleeves. He's the kind of guy that just wears Harley Davidson merch, but he doesn't have a Harley. 100%. Yeah. And then they had, like, a girl that was 15 years younger than them. Yeah. Too hot for them. Exactly. Yeah. Women love a fucking Harley t-shirt, though. They do. And he spills his Sprite Zero all over this guy. And what is? Can can I just point out though? Yeah. They're not just getting a can; they're getting a plastic cup to pour their well, can yeah, into. That's classy. And so his whole group of uh, I not believe losers like us drinking out of I cans. know straight out of can like yeah. fucking morons. That's how we got COVID. Like animals. Uh, four four different people in this gang. I think there was the woman, and then the, I thought there was three guys, including. Yeah. They all are holding a can and a glass. What the 
fuck is this? They're classy bikers. Gotta be. They're weekend bikers, like lawyers that, you yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, my God. And this is where we find out why Gary Daniels probably wasn't a bigger star as he should have been. The wimpiest goddamn voice I've ever... Put some bass in your voice. Sorry, that. I didn't mean... I'll pay for your dry cleaning. And it's like, what? <laughs> Murray, that was perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Like, like really, me? No, I'm serious. That was perfect. Whenever you need to do a line read, <laughs> yeah. fucking go to town, because that was so fucking good. I know. And then we're like, and the, the guy, I mean, when it comes to fighting, Gary Daniels is good. But oh, I think his voice held him back. 100%. He's got a great physique. Should not be hiding it in those baggy <laughs> 90 shirts. It's the 90s. He had to wear his Volume, volume. Yeah. Did you know this guy in the nineties? No, not at all. Yeah. Okay. So this is my well, this isn't my first. I've seen. I didn't realize Gary Downs is another movie I've seen, which we're going to do in a couple weeks. Yeah. But yeah, his daughter's got it right. They're wearing beachwear, so she's got her swimsuit, and at this point, she's got like shorts pulled up. Gary Daniels went from a wife beater and tiny shorts. To... I thought he was wearing boxer shorts. It didn't even look like he was wearing swim trunks. Yeah, he no. Was wearing boxer shorts. Yeah, he was just wearing like normal shorts that yeah. he was swimming in. Uh, who knows what he's wearing underneath? <laughs> Bikini briefs, probably. Oh, yeah. 90s, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 90s European guy, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but he, in this scene, he's wearing like cargo shorts, flip-flops, and baggy <laughs> shirt. I was so annoyed. And yeah. beeper in the belt. All he needed was like some college team baseball cap. And he'd, he'd be every that. dad. In Turn backwards area. with the yeah. belt, you know. <laughs> oh, ah. But yeah, so of course he gives the guy twenty bucks and he tells him like, "Oh, this should cover your laundry fee or whatever, sir." I tip my hat to you. I bought this at the Harley Davidson shop. Yeah, they catch back up with yeah. him to tell him this, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, friendo, I'm not here to fight anybody," and he pushes Ken back, and then his daughter says, "You can't push my dad." Runs up. That was actually, that was not his Gary Daniels impression. It was close. That was his daughter impression. That was my daughter. They're so close. They're so close. I couldn't even tell what was happening in the movie. I'm like, wait, did did Ken talk to him? Yeah, right. Did Ken do the dubbing for the daughter? It's his daughter, yeah. So she, the biker guy, wannabe biker guy, actually throws the daughter into a seat. She lands very safely. And Ken rushes over. Oh, my God, did he hurt you? Don't worry about this. I'll make it fast. Well, yeah, he gets he gets the fucking uh, kill Bill. <laughs> he touches fucking daughter. All bets are off. There's something about Thanksgiving that makes me want to watch movies. I want to watch that now. Okay. And so he just beats the fuck out of this biker. And his three friends. Yeah. And, and their lady friend looked like she wanted to get into the scrum, too. And then she saw his her friends get beat to death. And she's like, ah, oh, fuck that. Right. And so all right, now we're cutting to Chuck. He he took up uh, the advice from uh, Captain Riddler. He's got his best baggy suit on. Yep. De- he rolls up on his bike to Ken's place. Looks like a fucking Midwestern suburb. We see his wife sitting in the car checking her watch, harumphing. She was at the fucking doorstep waiting. Oh. She was ringing the door. She knows his car's not there. There's She's a, still ringing the door. Another, I mean, we'll get to it. There's a scene. It's the scene Kelly goes to the killer's house. Yes. I, I, yeah, we got to talk about that. But so, There's so uh, many scenes yeah, to go yeah. way too long about. Yeah. So he comes up. He Once he sees a lovely lady, he's got to do that fucking uh, flower up the sleeve trick. So he pulls right. it out. My lady. Oh, he's... De- Chuck's never fucked. Well, he's into magic. Of course he's never fucked. I don't think he's ever had sex. 
<laughs> he's he's got to be in his er, like late thirties, early forties. I don't think he ever. He said he was married, but I think the reason why his marry marriage ended was because he didn't know how to get it up. Chuck can't get it up. Chuck can't fuck. And but he's being a little flirtatious with her. It's how he is with everybody. He always has to disarm the ladies to get them to you know be uh, you know conversational with them and everything. But that just well. In some places, if you're a black man, a white woman would just be scared. That's true. He's got to disarm him with his charm. Uh, someday, Kayla will never come on the podcast and tell this story, but <laughs> sh- they had a situation just in, like, Royal Oak. So you know this is not a place where weird Dangerous place, people. Very oh, dangerous, dangerous place? No, okay. No. She had a happening where a white woman came in and was saying, that man out there is trying to get me. And this is, like, a client of theirs. And she was like, you need to call the police. Please show up. And... It was two white cops because it's Royal Oak. Right. And she says, oh, no. No, not in this climate. I don't trust the white man. Call in your black officers. So they actually sent out for black officers to show up to the situation. Was this a black woman asking for a black nope. cops? White woman. Mm, wow. She must have the sign that says, in this house, Black Lives Matter, science is real. <laughs> I have a feeling her lawn is just littered with Black yeah. Lives Matter stuff. So, okay, so... Where are we at? Okay, Chuck, he's talking with uh, Megan, the wife of Ken. Right. Ken rolls up. He's late. Cause we, now we learn they're separated. They're not together. Not together. Right. And she's pissed off because she's got a dentist appointment for the daughter. Yes. They just need to listen to that Limp Biscuit song, And Together Now. Okay. That was a great song. Method Man was on it. Oh, okay. They fight with samurai swords in the music video. Wow, are we, are we, are we, we going to review this biscuit uh, <laughs> video? We haven't done that in forever. No, do we, we want to do that? No, we don't want to do that. <laughs> Nine this hours later, be, yeah. <laughs> and Ken seeing a man with woman, he immediately thinks, "Oh, she's fucking around on me." So there's some tension right off the jump. Yeah, we're learning a lot about Ken here. Is that he sees any man as a threat to him? Yeah, well, he's got that whispery voice. I mean, he's yeah. the perfect Vince McMahon babyface. He's a white meat babyface. You're right. I don't, I'm not talking about Ken. Oh, Chuck? He's a smiling black man. Oh, he, he does dance. <laughs> he does dance, too. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That's a Vince McMahon joke, Yeah, though. it's Vince McMahon's racism. So, <laughs> Anyways, so there's, a, there's some heat, obviously, at the start. Right. Uh, he helps his daughter, Lauren, I want to say. Very 90s name, so that's probably true. Okay. Very 90s name. So he helps Lauren into uh, a separated wife's car and everything. She tells him, time, time. You got to fucking arrive on time, blah, blah, blah. There's heat there, everything, whatever. She backs up, leaves. Chuck's still standing there. And Ken's like, hey, I get your situation. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, I get your situation here. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. I don't know accents. (laughs) You can beat it. And then Chuck brings up. Chief Hutchins, Chief Riddler. Yeah. And then he's like, well, wait, you know Chief Riddler? You know Chief Riddler. <laughs> Thank you. May I have another? I'll listen to you then. Come in. I'll get some tea. <laughs> and they go inside. And, uh, okay, then he's like, all right, I'll work with you. Give me all the case files. No, okay, Murder, you got this all wrong. What? He doesn't want to work with Oh, them. he does, but he does take the case files, doesn't he? Well, he shows them all the case files. Yeah. He's looking at all the pictures, and he's like, I can't I can't do this anymore. Is that better? A little bit. Better, okay. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. 
I just, you got to go. You got to go. And, he, and Chuck leaves the case files with him. And he's okay. like, fine. I knew it. I know all about you. I know you're a chicken shit. And I don't want anything to do with you. So that night, Ken has the news on. I think there's a Blood Moon Killer story going on. I don't know. He's got the pictures because he right. still has the yeah. case files. They're all laid out. He's looking through them all. He's noticing things, patterns. We get some P- PTSD flashback here of him chained up. Well, he stared. No, first he stares at a photo of an Asian man with a very fake mustache. So you're thinking this wasn't actually him. He was just think like going into that guy's shoes no i'm just saying he has a photo on on his mantle of an asian man oh okay his, i'm sorry his, who we learn is his sensei right it's a obviously a a young asian man playing an older man so they just give a cardboard mustache they just very glue bad. to his fucking lip very bad and then he's looking through the case files. okay and then he has this flashback that never pans out ever nothing it goes, Everybody, to, to let you know it's a flashback, it goes to black and white. Yes. Theme of the movie here. Also, American History X started that, so you know they had to keep it up. Wait, okay. wasn't that whole movie in black and white? I don't, I don't remember. I don't think so. I think I, I think the flashbacks were black and white. I think though. I think it's just a flashback. So they do a black and white flashback here. Yeah, it was very, very 97. Everybody and it, was doing that. And again, well, I don't know if this was supposed to be his past, or now I'm starting to think maybe because he does say that he gets into the mind. He was a mind hunter. No, this is his past. It he, was his past. This happened to him. Oh, okay. Because he has scars on his body. He did? Yeah, he did. Maybe certain scenes, certain scenes they forgot, but no, he did. In certain I think scenes. they forgot in a lot of scenes. Also, and, the baggy shirt tied it. Exactly. Oh, that's, that's why he wears the baggy, the baggy yeah, shirt. Yeah, but he wore, the, well, he wore the tank t- or the wife beater on the beach. He want, he, you know how young girls and body image, you wanted to encourage her and go, look, you, your body's beautiful. Got it. No matter what. So, yes, we had a flashback. He's like shirtless, chained up some kind of, I don't know if it's gay S&MC. Maybe this is what broke his marriage up. That might have no. been it. Serial killer. Serial yeah. killer we learned nothing about. We just learned that he cut up. Ken's beautiful chest. He's just slicing him with a knife. And finally, we go back to the present day where Ken has had enough, and he throws all the files into the air, and they come raining down In on slow him. motion. In goes, slow motion. And then we cut to Chad's hideout, and he just finished another perfect email attachment. And it's the same email attachment we've been seeing. Speaking of attachments... This is where we see, because we were always wondering, how could a guy kill a guy with just his two fingers? Well, you can do it when you have metal fingers. <laughs> so his two fingers were missing, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, he had, and he had two different, you notice he had two different ones. He had flesh-colored, like, yes, fingers. Yes, I did notice that. So when he's not killing. Yeah. And when he's killing, he's got the robo-fingers. And he, like, goes knuckle by knuckle, because he's, like, screwing the knuckle together and shit. Right. It was so <laughs> fucking weird. And then, of course, he's got a... A lot of photos staring into in this movie, everybody. So this, strap this, in. No, this I, 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 I had to change the notes, but I was tricked, too. I thought we were going into a flashback. We are not going into a flashback with this. No, scene. yeah, no. This yeah. scene was very confusing yes. at first because he's staring into a photo and everything. A photo of a bunch of guys standing around that same fucking Asian guy we just saw at Ken's place. With the cardboard mustache. Right. And then we were, and then we're thinking because we just saw whenever we see someone staring at a picture of the sensei, we assume they're going to a flashback. No, 
We don't go to a flashback. Right. We go to the dojo of Master Takado. Right. So when you watch this movie on YouTube, you'll be aware of this situation because it's fucked up. We're actually setting up the very first Twitch stream. <laughs> yes. We see. So uh, Master Takado, he's like uh, on his knees. He's just like meditating. And we see a guy in the back. And we hear, ching, 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 rubble, rubble. We see, and we see <laughs> the moves. And we're like, oh, my God. He's so – I. Like, like I think you thought the same thing. This was we thought this was like a fight from the past, right? No, it's not. That's what they were trying to do. Right. And I got to give them credit; they did a good job. It really confused us because in a minute here we'll talk about the subterfuge even further. Right. So uh, Chad is not in his normal Hamburglar costume. He's in the, the kind of kendo stick kind of like, yeah, exactly. These people spar with a kendo stick. Yeah, exactly. So it's got that cage face mask, helmet, yeah. shoulder pads. He's got like a fucking torso armor right. on and every body armor, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the big blowout pants and all that in case you poop yourself yeah. while you're you know kendo fighting. Right. And he's like you said, he set up the live stream, so there's a camera on. Yep. On and the room. Master uh, Tanico uh, Takato. Isn't even facing him, and he just opens his eyes, faces the camera, and he's just like, "Your spirit's unclean." No, he says, "Your spirit is unclean." He said, "Unclean." Uncream? Yeah. Is that how you're feeling right now? When was the last time you had a some kind of creme? I don't know. I had whipped cream. Is that cream? That is cream. I had it on pumpkin a, pie. Pumpkin pie. Yeah. Is that is that something you get excited about? A pumpkin pie? Pumpkin pie is great. It's one of probably my top five. Pumpkins. Really? Yeah. I want to know more about your top five pump, uh, pies. Cherry's my number one pie. Oh, going Twin Peaks. Yeah. I don't think I've ever. I'm not, really... You know what? I'm not a big apple pie. Apple pie's fine. I like. I prefer an apple crisp over apple pie. Oh, apple crisp is way better than apple pie. Yeah. I'm a big pecan pie guy. You know, an underrated pie is blueberry pie. Blueberry pie is good. I'm a big blueberry fan. I might like yeah. that one the most. Yeah. I've never really got into pie. Pie's great. I don't like cake. I unless it's my birthday. We, we've gone over my issue. Ice cream cake. Yeah. Pistachio well, white. Yeah, yeah, and but yeah, I I would always prefer a pie over a cake any day. I I need to try more like good pie, like fresh baked and all that. Bullshit. Don't ever get a store bought pie. Those are the worst. Are they? Yes. I don't know. We're on the podcast right now, so I don't yeah. know if you're being. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being serious. You got to get a fresh homemade pie. Okay. I've never had a good store bought pie. One of the best ones I had was Kayla got me like a little like hand pie type situation. So yeah. it was like a pie crust, but it just turned over the filling and all that. That was good. That was like a wild berry mix. Okay. I like that. Why are we talking about pies now? <laughs> Murray, come on. <laughs> Somehow your spirit is uncreen. Got the pie. Only <laughs> well, go and yeah. So we get a fucking fantastic sword fight with these guys. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, we're getting lots of cuts and everything. And then we go back to Chuck. And Chuck's sitting there. He's working on the case. He gets a Question, if you would know, this is your computer guy, how could a stat- one static camera get every single cut of this fight? It can't, okay. first of all. <laughs> Second of all, there's no way to do this live feed back then with that level of internet. Third of all, there's no hookup for a camera to uh, computer. Well, for I this guess type if you're a computer feed. genius like Chad was, maybe oh, clearly. Uh, so everything about this doesn't make sense, and and the fact that Chuck is about to get this call, and hey, God bless this woman because she calls up Chuck and she says, "Hey, there's a fucking sweet kung fu movie on my monitor right now. A sword fight movie. Not talking about the TV. She doesn't even. She's like, it just." Popped up. Let's watch it. Like, yeah, you got Chuck, to get the popcorn. Chuck's like, "What the fuck are you talking about on your computer monitor?" And she's like, "I don't know. Come over here. Bring the popcorn." 
and we rush over there with Chuck. She said, you know, he sits down. He's like, oh fuck, this is one of those Japanese sword movies. <laughs> I love those. Yeah, she's like, I know. Isn't this the type of action we like to watch together? That we like to watch together. Is Chuck fucking her? You just said Chuck's fucking nobody. Now I, is he fucking someone? I don't think he is. I think that she's trying to get him like into her house. I think Chuck's very chaste. Oh. I don't think Chuck. Maybe Chuck's gay. Maybe yeah, yeah. This this would this would track because being gay and the uh, being black and gay, they're they're really you know it's, it's changed tough. now. But in the nineties, yeah, it's tough. It would you would be very closeted. Yeah, yeah. I was just watching first uh, late first season, early second season of Venture Brothers, and they drop gay a lot in that show. You know, the world's changed in the past five. And the R word that some people are offended by. Oh, well, I'm not. So we cut back to the dojo, and we're getting. Uh, then Takato knocks the mask off. Totally doesn't recognize Chad. Yeah. No one does. And just to point out, she's like, I have no idea how my computer monitor ended up on this <laughs> channel. Let's watch. <laughs> it was my monitor was intercepted by the signal. So let's watch this movie. I was thinking 97, how long it took to download a picture. They're watching fucking live streaming. Exactly. In perfect <laughs> HD, like you said, with multiple <laughs> camera angles, it looks like a WWE show where they're cutting to go along with the fight scene and all that. And they're just like, hey, we're into this shit, so whatever. So nobody recognizes Chad, but Chuck does recognize Takato. I don't know how. I guess was he his, we never learned if he was his sensei or not. Right. Chuck has kung fu moves. Yeah. But they never explain it. <laughs> he barely gets his like he barely gets to show his shit off. Barely. Like so, you never get to see him really win. Yeah. Well, he's sidekick. He can't win. Exactly. So we go back to the dojo. The fight is intensifying. Killer's doing some splits. Yep. Blocking an overhead chop. Did we say Chuck's on his way? Chuck is on his way. Yes. Chuck recognizes. He recognizes that dojo. And he's like, wait, this was intercepted feed? This isn't a movie? Oh, fuck. I got to get down there. Right. And then fucking. The, so we're getting, we're getting more back and forth, but. Killer, he's got those fucking fingers. Yeah, like you said, he did the splits. He blocked with the sword, and then he used his two fingers and just went right into Takedo's belly button. And not only that, then Ansel to injury, he stabs him through the stomach with his katana. Yeah, and then he just starts hurling Takedo at every, any furniture that's in the room. He's just like, like I said, fucking brutal violence in this movie, right? Fucking full-on AEW booking. Never end on a high note because he does all of that. This guy has been dead for five minutes now. He throws him over by a fucking desk. He climbs onto the desk, backflips <laughs> off of it twice, slaps his thighs, lands on the guy's chest. Stomps on his chest. Yeah, thank you. Stomps yeah. on his chest. Perfect 10, by the way. And he's like, I'm the champion! And he just starts shouting, Champion! Champion. Okay, well, I'll get that after we record this show. After I show you the song. <laughs> so, and then we cut to Chuck showing up. We think it's just seconds later. Runs up to the door. Very much like Time Cop. Runs the door, and then an explosion blows him back. Yep. I don't know if he's 
hurt by this. I don't know if he how he knows Takato. Yeah, but... we go back into the slow mo of just the explosion, him getting blown back and everything, and we just slowly fade back into the Chief Riddler, Captain Riddler, right. and he's calling up Ken, shaking his head. Hey, man, your master's dead. Yeah, he was killed in an explosion. He's in the autopsy room. So we go to the autopsy room. We see the, the body laid out. Ken lovingly takes the cardboard mustache off, keeps it as a memento of his master. That's right. Then he's got to put on, of course, his work attire. Baggiest white shirt he can find. Pocket, chest pocket, of course, because that's classy. Right. Uh, he gets the khakis out, pulls them up over his belly button, Jean-Claude style. It's like so fucking baggy that when he cinches his, what is that belt called? That leather belt where it's just like the entwined. He's got the weave, yeah. The weave, yeah. yeah the weave leather belt. Horrible. He's got yeah. one of those on. Of course he does. And it's just like everything is just pillowing over and all that. And of course he attaches that beeper. Right. He's got the little holder for the beeper because... The beeper comes into play a lot in this movie. It actually does, yeah, so I'll give him that. That's the one callback that actually does come back. So he's going to meet in Captain uh, Riddler's office with Chuck, and he's all ready to work again. He starts explaining the mo. He goes straight to the mind haunt, and he's like, this guy is very organized. Right. The kill was well-controlled, well-orchestrated. Right. This guy is a master. And then Chuck is like, I don't give a fuck. You are a bitch. You fucking, you ran in, you had some ordeal with a serial killer, and you quit the force like a bitch. I don't work with bitches. I don't work with quitters. I don't need your help. And if I want it, I'll ask for it. And he just walks out. So there's Chuck. You know, Ken leaves to go do something. Chuck's staying late to work on the case. And he's looking at all of the pictures. He's got them all pinned up on his corkboard and everything. Holding something in his hand. No lights on in his office. So he's just looking at him. Finally notices some kind of detail. He's like, holy shit. Holy shit. Holy. And then he drives back over to Master Takedo's dojo. Right. And we, we, we never learned the payoff of what the holy shit moment was. No, yeah, you're right. We <laughs> never know what he saw. So he goes in there, and then he sees like a flashlight going in through the building. So he pulls his gun out. And he meets up with this guy with a baseball cap. Yeah, well, they have a moment where they're like standing against the same wall, and they both know they're there, but they don't know they're there. Do we know it's Ken here? I thought we didn't know it was Ken. I thought we we're not supposed yeah, to know okay. because of the hat. That's right. why the and hat the gloves. and the flashlight and the gloves. Very Sonny Chiba. Yes. And yeah, they bump into each other, and then a fight just breaks out. He, he must have knocked Chuck's gun away because you think Chuck would just shoot the motherfucker, right? But. Yeah, and then we get another fight, and they're very evenly matched, going back and forth. It's going very back and forth, and then the flashlight is just rolling around or something, and then it finally settles on the two so they can see each other's faces, and they're like, it's you! And then Kelly breaks And then the light goes on. The building exploded, yet the electricity still works in this building. The explosion for this building makes no fucking (laughs) sense, (laughs) because they go from, like, a charred-out room, correct, to a completely immaculate room. Right. With electricity. With electricity, completely functional, everything. Like, maybe the slightest bit of charring. It was a, Well, like you said, it was a controlled explosion. This guy's very well organized. Very, very well orchestrated. well organized. And this is where we meet Kelly. And he's like, oh, this is Kelly. This is his, his daughter. And he's like, what? 
his adopted daughter. Because oh. it is a white woman. <laughs> I hate how good that is. I really like that. Oh, my God. That's so good. So he's going to take her outside, and he's going right. to be like, you need to get home. Are you okay? Well, no, he's like, safe? he's like, you need to be somewhere safe. It's not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he's like, she's like, don't worry, because she's talking like a fucking seven-year-old. Like, I Kelly makes this movie awful, and I'm sorry. This is not passing the bechamel test. <laughs> Kelly is fucking awful in this movie. She's got good martial arts. Though. She really does. They yeah. could have done her a lot better. The way they did her is fucking terrible. I'm staying with my friend Karen's, okay, and I got my own ride. Uber's waiting. So he, he escorts her to her Uber, and then she takes off. Yeah. Chuck, of course, comes outside with them. Look, man, I ain't want none of your honky-ass martial arts. Fuck off. And he doesn't. I don't think, work with cowards. Yeah. You think he's about to do some kind of, like, flower sleight of hand or something? No, he just pulls out his middle finger. Yeah, he doesn't respect them enough to give them the magic. Yeah. Fuck yo shit. Fuck yo shit. Fuck yo shit. So... Next morning, Ken and Chuck, because the, 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 Captain Riddler's like, you guys are working together. I don't care what the tension is. So Ken is like going over the, the what he found at the crime scene. Right. He's like, look, the place what is... A, what a crazy concept. <laughs> Both of them had to go after hours to investigate a fucking crime by scene. By the way, like we just said, well-organized, well-orchestrated. He blew the place up by dousing it in gasoline and throwing a stick of dynamite That's on it. it. That's it. And it was it was a controlled explosion. It just blew up that one room. This is a very Looney Tunes type affair. Acme provided the dynamite. And they're like, yeah, we didn't even show up during daylight to investigate when everything was fresh. We came at night when no one was around, when we had to use flashlights. One of us didn't even bring a flashlight. Well, there was a scene where he found some, like, ashy residue, and he tapped his finger, and then he rubbed it between his fingers, and he... Found out that accelerants were used. In oh, that. accelerants! Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And he said, "Not only that, there was a timer. Not only any timer, a, a timer from a microwave." Well, Chuck challenges him. Well, yeah, well, how do you know I was going to show up? <laughs> oh, well, here's the thing. Our man is very orchestrated. Please help me. <laughs> very orchestrated. Very controlled. He somehow knew Chuck was on his way down there because I guess where he was broadcasting. The monitor intercepted. He knew it was the cops. He knew Chuck was on the case somehow. And so it's like, yeah. Well, Chuck he's trying to out. draw Chuck in. Like, I Chuck, he's like, no, duh, Chuck. Wait, he's trying to draw you to the place. Why is he trying to tra- draw Chuck in? Chuck is a master of nothing. Well, we don't know that. We do. Well, not at this moment, <laughs> but we learn it later. We just saw that he held his own against Ken, and Ken is the best. Well, but so is Ken was Just look, just get, just because he doesn't care enough, like he's got, an, he's he's a much he's insecure enough that he doesn't have to compete to show off what a badass. I he agree is. with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chuck is more responsible to his work than he is like his right. uh, title. Prestige. Not, he doesn't just read karate mags. He knows karate. Okay. Yeah. So th- this is where we learn that. Oh yeah. Well, he must have uh, been using microwave timing and known Chuck was on his way and been right. tracking him with GP. S, I know you guys don't understand what this means. It means global positioning systematics. And they're just in, they're, their jaws just dropping. Is this what? some kind of European shit? What the fuck are you talking about? Ken continues. He's like, this guy's incredibly skilled. He's mo- he's toying with us. He's just mocking us. I don't think there's any way we could solve this case. But I did meet a hacker friend on a case years ago. 
Maybe. I don't know if he was a friend. He's just like I met I had a hacker. Yeah, like he might have he might have arrested this right. guy. He's the best. Maybe, maybe we can get him to help us. So as they walk out, Kelly, hey there! She's got like fucking like uh, bib overalls, like a fucking child wear. She's wearing Oshkosh Bagash Again, clothes. They, this is supposed to be like a twenty-year-old woman, and they're treating her like she's eight. She has pigtails. She's licking a lollipop. Awful, Oshkosh Bagash. <laughs> Oshkosh Bagash <laughs> Thank you And she's like I think I can help too After all He was my dad <laughs> Too real You're making this whole episode Too real for me I'm having PTSD <laughs> And like No Kelly You can't do it It's too dangerous <laughs> So they get in the, his jeep And you can clearly see The boom mic Come into the scene right here <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> Murray you're fucking and it's too good. We, we got to be careful when we do any more of these Greg Daniel movies because you're too good at it. Oh, my God. People, seriously, go watch this to learn how This is what good killed his career. This guy probably could have been a star because his, his fucking martial arts are great. Like, he's got it's, the chops. No, it's true. He's got the look. He's got the great body and the fucking look. So we get this amazing fucking. Maybe it's an English thing because the dude that played Darth Maul he had that kind of voice too. They had, that's why they dubbed his voice. Oh, to make it raspy. Yeah, Batman voice. Yeah. Oh, so Christian Bale. Just, yeah. Maybe English guys just can't get the bass in the voice. Dude. Yeah, you got to get the bass in your voice. Just yeah. a little bit, please. Anyways, riding over to their next target, uh, Justice's house. That's what the hacker's name was. <laughs> yeah. Why was this guy's name Justice? Anyways, <laughs> uh, they're riding over there, and Chuck's just trying to make light of the situation because he's a flowing, you know, free-loving kind of guy, and he's like, "Hey, Kelly, she's kind of cute. What's her relation to you?" And he's, he's, yeah, he's like, "Cute. She's not your type." Oh, because I'm black. No, because you're an asshole. <laughs> At least you're not racist. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we learn. Well, at least we know that Ken's not a racist. There. At least these two characters are assured. <laughs> yeah, but we also learn he's like because he's like, why aren't you fucking Kelly? And she's just like, she's like, a, he's like a like a daughter to me. Oh yeah, and this is a good time to bring it up. Kelly cannot just say she's an adult. She's an adult woman. She lives in she yeah she has her own apartment quote unquote New York yeah. in a eight room apartment. Did you <laughs> yeah. notice how big her yeah. fucking apartment was? Yeah. She's living there on her own, and all we know about her is that she does martial arts. Yeah, she's a national champion. <laughs> yes, and she's got a fucking giant friends level apartment in New York City. Yeah, it, it tracks. It tracks. So they roll up to, to justice. We now, okay. I want. I'm like, this is your world. So I'm gonna let you explain the scene we're gonna see okay. now with justice. Okay. We, well, we got to build up first that they're yeah. like, okay. Well, this guy, you know, he might flee on us. So right. he's not dangerous, but he's gonna try to, you know, flee us. So you go to the front door. I'll go to the, you know, the fire escape. So that's what we do. Chuck goes to the front door, starts banging. Well, no, on then it. we get the establishing shot of justice before oh, okay. they get into the inner of the room. And here's we here, here's we ours, and we're looking in on this guy, and he's a hacker man. So of course, you know he's a hacker because he has ten computers. He's got these monitors, we ten quote unquote monitors. <laughs> they're TVs, they're all gateway computers. They're, they're not even computers, Murray. <laughs> yeah. The, because monitors in the 90s are ginormous. These are like fucking 13-inch tube TVs <laughs> sitting on top of what looks like a computer deck. And so that's what they're doing, and they're just playing like footage of computer shit. <laughs> 1997 had plenty of programs that are recognizable. Instead, they tried to make some graphic 
interaction system. And so he's typing away on one keyboard, not even the keyboard in front of the machine. It doesn't make sense. Like, none of this makes sense. It's, he's a hacker. He doesn't set up. Right. And in the 90s, you could get away with it, especially in a low-budget movie like this. People are probably just like, yeah, whatever. But it's I, – I, I'm not annoyed. I just have so much fun with this era of hacker scenes because it's so fun. So weird-ass program – it's supposed to be an email system. So imagine just like having an ongoing chat in Outlook with somebody where you're – instead of emailing back and forth letters, you're having a live chat like it's an instant direct message. Even I like that's bullshit. I know. And he's having multiples of those. And he's supposed to be – like you got to do like the stock readouts or some bullshit like that just – Code across the screen, not some graphical interface. That's how you hack. That's how you make it look like you're hacking. And so we're seeing him get all excited, and then he's talking to another monitor we haven't seen yet, and he's like, oh, babe, I hope you're ready for me. And he's bald. He's got the thin AEW beard. You could tell he's been, you know. It's like this is 1997 OnlyFans things going on right now. Right. A little a monitor pops up, and it does look like a Windows window because it's yeah. got, like, the big thing. You got the minimize, maximize, X out, you know. It's got the whole interface for right. Windows 95 going on here. So that scans. Uh, actually, XP might have been out, and he would have been using that, but maybe not. Anyways, so he's he's running everything, and that woman pops up, and she it it's like this awful digital graphic. Well, it was like a like a full on little interactive porn or something. Yeah. I can't tell what's going it was on. A real woman, it wasn't. Like yeah, a yeah, cartoon. yeah, yeah. It was it was very poor quality though. Yeah. That's what I meant. It was kind right. of pixelated and everything. Yeah. And she she's talking. Uh, I bet you want me to liberate my breast from this bra, and he's talking to it. And sometimes he types along. So I was like, wait, is he? Is this voice interaction or is it <laughs> typing? Because it's so off. But then he's so excited. And you hear his little feet pattering on the floor. And they get this shot where they zoom out and we're looking down on him as he grabs a thermos and puts it up to his dick. We yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, is this a homemade fleshlight he's making? Right. <laughs> Which is very uh, uh, makes sense in the situation here. Right. No, he's taking a piss. Yeah, baby, got to drain the veins, sorry. And then we get this overhead look because while he's holding the thermos to his dick to piss and you hear the piss sound, he reaches up to a plate of plain hot dogs, five of them, and he grabs one and just takes a big bite. And that's finally, I think, when we get the nod. Yeah, not one grill mark on any of those. Amazing. I paused, stood up. (laughs) And had it recompose myself. This is perfect. This is too close. Cutting close <laughs> to the bone, if you will. My boner, if you will. Ooh. Yeah. So Chuck knocks on the door. He announces he's a cop, which all cops have to do legally. Justice immediately goes for the fucking fire escape, which which Ken knew he was going to do. So Ken, hey, you going to go out the fire escape? <laughs> I don't think so. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was I was like getting caught up on the nose. I wasn't ready for a fucking so, what do you know? These guys, they're starting to mesh. They go full good cop, bad cop on Justice. I know this was a good move because I didn't even see it coming. Right. Chuck comes in, flying off the handle, hot out of the pan. I was not expecting his pins up against his pinball machine. He says, where you're going, you're going to need some petroleum jelly, buddy, if you don't do what we need you to do. And then Ken's like, 
my hands are tied. My hands are tied. He does an international hands tied thing. And he's like, all right, I'll help you. All right. You know, what do you need? Waddles up to his computer. Here's the thing. We need you to trace this email. <laughs> need you to trace an email. Can you do that? <laughs> of course I could trace an email. This is well, you know, he, he, I thought he was kind of like, no, that could be some hard shit. I thought that's No, how he, at first he, oh. he cracked his knuckles. Then he grabbed a hot dog and bit into it. And he's like, I don't care about this dog for her. So he while just, he's doing that, we get a nice pan of his apartment. Well, here's my favorite thing. Because he just types and then yeah. suddenly emails on his computer. <laughs> yeah. It was like, wait, what? <laughs> Hackers can do that. Hackers. We get a pan of his. It's just fucking pornography and food yeah, everywhere. We're seeing, because we get a look at Chuck. Who's looking around the room, and it looks like Newman's apartment. There's just trash <laughs> everywhere. There's fucking Kill Jerry. There's uh, Mellow Yellows all over. There's plants that return the shipping. Half-eaten hot dogs. Half-eaten hot dogs. <laughs> fucking half-used thermoses everywhere. What are the thermoses for? It looks like a truck stop. Yeah, Chuck is disgusted. So he's like, what do you got in this thermos here? And he's like, you know. Like, Oh, yeah, that's for when I pull all-nighters. Oh, okay, got some strong coffee in here. They really played up this bit. And we've been talking. When you get really engrossed in hacking, Griff, do you just, like, I I can't take time to piss. No. Even our podcast, we take times to piss. We're like, all right, we got to take a break. No, everybody knows about our breaks to piss because we announce them, and then we just let the podcast roll while we piss, and we talk to each other while we're pissing because I have two urinals in my bathroom. We're standing back to back. (laughs) We do everything back to back now. Everybody, if your marriage is uh, on rocks, go back to back. You really – it does something with your brainwaves. What so are we doing? What we, are we do- We're learning he's going to trace the email. Well, he smisses the piss. Yeah, yeah. he sniffs the piss, and he's like, Ew! You know, This is cool. some strong-ass coffee. Yeah. Those are for all-nighters. It's fucking awful. No, no, never. All right, so now he's trying to trace that email, but it can't be traced. But then luck would have it. An email comes right in for fucking Ken. Yeah. An email comes in <laughs> on Ken's you, email. Can you trace an email like a fucking phone call? <laughs> Technically, you probably can. You know what? That's an old thing. I mean, I understand it's to build tension. Like, And at a time, you would take cops a long time. With the era of like literally you can tell who's calling you, do we need – can we use that trope anymore where it's like you got to keep them on the line longer no. so we can trace the call? Can no. they still use it? They still do. You probably don't need to use that anymore. There probably could be some thing – I don't know. But, of course, that trope is just right. embedded in the movie. And like you said, it's embedded into this movie now because they're like keep them on the email? <laughs> Because here's the thing. The email uh, already came in, and it took the route it took. So if he was going to somehow figure out the route it took, it already happened. This is a time cop conversation happening all over again. It already happened. He doesn't need him to be on the line <laughs> to trace that one thing. All these messages are happening through the same tunnel. So it's going through the same hoops, it's the same track. You just got to go backward. I mean – it, I, I don't know how he would do it. I don't know what tools he would do. But no, it well, wouldn't this guy's, matter. This guy's way – Chad is way beyond you. He's a computer genius. We've right. And that. you know he is way beyond me because when he's saying just track them, I'll go over here to my other machine. You just hear him clicking away at the computer. And that's all you need to know that he's hacking actively. <laughs> and then finally he goes, hey, I got it. 
and a graphic of the globe pops up. No, you're you're you're, you're cutting oh. out a lot of good. Shit oh, I here. am. Yeah, because they have to have the conversation. Oh, you want to get into the conversation? Yeah. So and then again, poor fucking Chad. He thinks everybody knows who he is, and he's like, "Who are you? Yeah, you don't know me." Right. And he's just like, he's like, well, how about this? And then there's the flashes of the pictures of his victims. No, th- even better. Okay, I got a one-up. You're one-up here. <laughs> yeah. Because he sa- he says, keep him on the line. And he goes, okay, hey, ASL. Age, sex, location. That's how you keep someone on instant messenger. Oh, is that it? That's it. Uh, and so the guy responds back, don't you know me already? <laughs> but he responds back. In text to speech. And of course, Ken, being the audience, is like, what the fuck is this? And Justice has to explain, oh, that's a speech synthesizer. <laughs> because all of uh, Ch- uh, Chad's lines, aka Anon, which, <laughs> if you're not familiar, is a 4chan thing. I think they had such uh, little respect for the viewers of this movie. Like, they probably can't read, so we gotta have a speech synthesizer. Come on. Uh, maybe they wanted to make it more eerie, but also they use this later too, and they yeah. wanted to have it for later because yeah. that explains one of the scenes later too. Yeah. So they might have just been building it up. They realized they didn't give us a lot of the buildups for some of their shit, so they were like, "We got to do this." So, anyways, the speech synthesizer <laughs> kicks in, and Ken is interacting with it, and he's like, "I'll." I need some proof. <laughs> the proof's in the pudding. And then we say, yeah, it's good. And then we get these pictures, the crime scene pictures, and a dick pic was thrown in there. You it's know, you, early. You got to. It's the internet. You know, you got to do it. He knows how to do it, too. So. And Justice is like, oh, my God. It's just hopping around. I'm trying to trace him. It's hopping around the world. We see, we got a fucking graphic of a globe, and it's showing all these A cities. little red fucking tracker it's going like around Moscow, the globe. like Rio de Janeiro. It's going faster. Uh, like starts really fast and it slows, 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 and finally the dot lands on New York, eight forty three Adams Street, apartment twenty. Very direct. And you, you know, <laughs> you notice that? Okay, we're in one of the biggest New York City, one of the biggest cities in America. Ken knows every street on it. He's like, I know that street. So they just hop in the jeep. Yeah. And it doesn't start. We did We did feel to mention that when they were heading over here, Ken was struggling to start his oh, Jeep. Oh, he was? Good. That's some yeah. continuity. So the continuity was there. Okay, I'll so give the you starter that. went out. Yeah. And they got to run. Just like my Colorado trip. And we know that there's a lot of fucking competition between Chuck and Ken. Right. So Ken starts running. They're like, I mean, Chuck starts running. They announced that it's just a block away. Okay. So when the car doesn't start, Chuck gets out and runs, and then Ken chases after him. And you're like, "Oh, it's just a block away. It's nine blocks down." You yeah. see the neighborhoods change. Right. They go from like a city to suburbs, back into another city. <laughs> where the fuck are they running to? And it gets to the point where Ken realizes, I, "What the fuck am I doing? It looks like I'm chasing a black man down the street." Well, Ken, yeah, obviously, a white guy's not going to beat a black guy in a foot race. It never happens. And so Ken got he, a light bulb goes over his head. He lets fucking Chuck take off, and then Chuck he's like, "I know I'm fast, but fuck, where the fuck is Ken?" And he looks, and Ken is on the back of a truck. That just happens to be going right where they need That's to go. That's right. So we cut over to Ken. He's already at the house. Chuck's just arriving, out of breath, and he's like, "You fucking cracker, 
motherfucker, you ready to go? He's like, well, you didn't even call me a uh, uh, chicken shit. And then they set up the plan. Ken's like takes charge. Like, look, I'm gonna sneak around back. You go in there. No, no, no. I've seen this movie. The black guy is always the first to get shot. I ain't doing that shit. You go in your gun. I don't carry a gun. <laughs> what do you mean you don't carry a gun? Where the fuck is that? Okay, okay. I'll kick a. You kick a. Let's do it. I don't remember what the plan was. He was like, oh, uh, I'll get you. I'll come in. Next. I think what happens is Chuck is like, all right, I'm going to kick the door. And then Ken just disappears. So he's like, oh, fuck. Where's fucking Ken? Because Ken does that a lot on Chuck. Well, so yeah. He, he, we're in a fucking crack house, by the way. Yeah. This graffiti is, everywhere. Right. Babies crying. Broken glass everywhere. Everywhere. So Chuck ends up kicking, or no, Ken does kick the door open, and then he disappears when Chuck charges into the room okay. with his gun ready. There's just like an Asian guy on a purple there, couch yeah, drinking there's a like beer. an Asian businessman. This is a fucking crack house, right? Yeah. I think they were like dividing up Coke or something on a table. I don't they know what was poker. going on. They were playing poker? They were I, playing poker. I, are you sure about that? 100%. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, he charges in. And he's telling everybody, don't fucking move. The Asian guy's giving him some shit. And then Chuck tells him, where the fuck's the computer? And then, you know, the Asian guy's like, computer, what the fuck? And we get the cut of everybody. There's 14 people in this tiny apartment. And everyone's shrugging like, computer, what the fuck? It's 1997. Who has a fucking computer? Gateway hasn't sent us our computer yet. And so the Asian guy is just like, Detective. He doesn't even know he's a detective. This was a no knock situation. He just busted in here yelling about, you know, computers. Uh, and finally, you know, Chuck starts saying, Ken, Ken, re- go to the back. And the Asian guy on the couch is like, Detective, who the fuck are you talking to? Talking to my partner right here. And he turns and sees that Ken's not behind him. It's like, oh. And then the door gets slammed shut. There's a woman with a shotgun behind the door. Right? According to you, I thought they were doing something illegal. That they like, if they well, didn't, they they were supposed to be, but I didn't see anything illegal happening in here. I thought I saw like a packet of like coke. On it was a table. very suspicious situation, but and there was obviously uh, very illegal guns in this room. Okay, and so now they surround. They're going to kill Chuck, right? But then bursting through, I don't think was it a window or it was like a boarded up window. I thought it was a window because glass came through. Okay, Ken busts through, and I'm pretty sure they use this multiple times in this movie. Where instead of using a real person in the frame, they put like a mannequin leg on a stick and punched it through into the frame. Because I swear they did that a million times in this movie. Okay, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So they just this fight breaks out. They kick the shit out of all these. Right, these it's ridiculous. There's people standing around for spots, just waiting for them to happen. The one guy on the table is just waiting. Again, Chuck, we see him do some shit in this scene and everything. And later, he you know he compliments Ken for taking everybody out seven on one. But Chuck helped. He beat the woman up. <laughs> he did. The woman had the shotgun. He beat her ass. <laughs> okay. And then they're like, all right, let's find that PC. They don't find shit. Well, Ken already – this is what I was talking about because Chuck's like, oh, my God, do you see the PC in there? And Ken says, no, I did the – I scoped the whole scene when I was in there. He's like, you took everybody seven on one and looked for a computer while you were – it's 1997. The computer would have been very obvious. The monitors in 1997 alone would have stood out. So they leave. They head, they're going by the staircase, and they're asshole, asshole. 
asshole. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they go to a closet that's underneath the staircase, open it up, there's the PC. Yep. And of course, that voice synthesizer is going nuts on them, and suddenly just pops up H or Detective Chuck something loves or failed magician complete asshole <laughs> yeah he is their whole like life story he, not just their personal record like their police record <laughs> Cannot but he, get it up he knows personal things divorced <laughs> failed his wife couldn't get it up can dice his hair bowl cut pussy quit the force after being attacked by a serial killer chicken shit chicken shit and just when they're about to have enough of it, the computer, just, the monitor just explodes. So they, they, there's a very Zoolander moment coming up. Too. Somehow the Jeep starts now because they head out back to the Jeep. Hey, guys, it's fucking Kelly. I want to fucking join. Or no, she doesn't. She didn't say anything because they're they're getting tailed, right? And they're getting tailed. They're getting tailed, and they 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 they've... they're driving back over the New York Bridge or whatever it is. And they, Ken just calls out. He starts speeding up and swerving and everything. And Chuck's asking, "What the fuck's going? We're getting tailed." So they pull up at the corner where there's five different strip joints. Well, no, they block the car. That's well, yeah, they pull them. up to yeah. it and then they pull out again to block it, the car. And then they find out it's just Kelly. Hey there. It's Kelly. So Ken comes up with a little plan. Brilliant he's like, plan. He's like, okay, well, we need to talk about the case, but we can't have Kelly on us. So we're going to this topless bar because Kelly's going to think yeah. ick. Yeah, right. So they walk in there, and it's not so topless bar because it is, it's It's packed for an after Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon. I guess they have like a good like liquor deal or something. Like you know, buy one beer, get one. What free. do they call that? Uh, the happy hour special. Yeah. Got to be amazing. Guys up there, button up shirts. You know, looking well, they're very eighties for classy. some reason. Yeah, really tucked in, like tucked in button up shirts uh, into slack. Maybe there's a busy office around nearby. I don't know. Yeah, could have been stockbrokers. They, Stock they had that douchey stockbroker vibe. Going. That's a stressful job. You need to get your your rocks off sometimes. You know, uh, when you're going through that type of work. So we yeah, got, what you need is someone to turn you on and not fuck them. Exactly. So <laughs> lots of filth in this bar. You know, guys just flirting a little too hard with the waitresses and everything. No women naked. No women naked. Lots of butt shots and everything. We're getting mm-hmm. close-ups on all the women. We got one fat guy who replaced. He's got a big neck roll going on, but he's got a little goatee to help separate his face from his neck fat. And then we hear, enjoying the view. It's fucking Kelly. She doesn't give a fuck. She'll walk into a titty bar. I've seen this before. I'm a woman. And yeah, see, I got tits too. And they're like, oh, Kelly. Right. So they can't talk. Ken tells Chuck, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's bail on her. Guys, I could wear G string. Or no, you didn't even wait for them to take their G strings off. And so Kelly tries right, to. She's, yeah, she's flipped the script. She's teasing them. Yeah. Because they thought she was going to be embarrassed, and they're the ones that are embarrassed. Right. So she's trying to, or they're trying to walk out on her. She's following behind, yelling out, you know, trying to embarrass them, like you said. And the goon who was hitting on the waitress steps out and just fucking, like, grabs her from the shoulder. He's like, how about you tell me about your G-strings, girl? Don't touch me! And then she just fucking beats the fuck out of this guy. Chuck is frightened, of course. Oh, my God, do we need to help her? She's a, she's a national champion. She doesn't need help. 
<laughs> so they watch the fight for a minute, and she's handling it. Right. So they leave her to the fight. They walk out. And then we see the fight, and then it pans over to the side, and we see a familiar face. Amazing. We're Amazing. the only person to remember this guy. Amazing. He is so <laughs> fucking nobody that he's got the long, macho man hair, fucking always wearing his metal boots and a fucking cape everywhere. Nobody in New York recognizes him because he's in the wrong city. Big fish, or tiny fish, big pond. Right. So you got to be a big fish in a little pond if you want to stand out, Mr. Chad and he just smirks and he takes he hears that national champion he takes no he's like smirks like hmm so we're going back to the office and the two Chuck and the Ken they're thinking there's got to be something we miss in that email conversation all four lines of dialogue we had with that guy and Chuck's like I don't know we read it a hundred thousand times there couldn't have been anything we missed serial killers have a pattern the white the thirties the forties the deviants probably abuse the child. And so <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like it was like read me that printout. It had the fucking '90s printout. That it was literally a screenshot of the AOL Instant Messenger fucking chat screen they had going on. And there's only five interactions between the two. How could they have missed this detail? So Chuck's like, read that over again. It says, "Say goodbye to Jim, Gene, and Conway, and the heroes." There's blood on the moon. And then they're like, Jim. Jim Neighbors? Gene. Gene Simmons? Right. This is where uh, Chuck goes with it. He goes straight to celebrities. And Ken is like, I hate you, Brian. It always goes straight to Hollywood. What's wrong with you, man? And they say, hi, wait a minute. Jim Kelly, the great quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Gene Kelly, dancer. Kelly and Conway. <laughs> Alternative facts and Kelly's heroes. Wait! My niece slash adopted daughter slash I don't know what is named Kelly. We gotta get a hold of Kelly. Oh my god. That was provoked. Like that thought went into his brain because Chuck said, Hey, I'm gonna call Kelly and tell her, uh, you know, something's up. And then, and, then, aha and then he has the aha moment, and then they're like, Oh my god. We got to call Kelly and warn her. They call her up, just go straight to the answering machine. Gigantic 70s Columbo answering machine. She had a full fucking cabinet, and she pulled it out for us later to, you know. So and then we see her. She just, she, I guess, stopped off in a market on her way from the titty bar. Or she got groceries from the titty bar. You always talk about how you wouldn't eat at a titty bar. Oh, I but would, would shop. you grocery shop at? Yes, I would shop. Fresh produce. Yeah. Because, you know. Fresh peaches. You know, if you're going to be stimulating men with, you know. They always say strip clubs have the juiciest peaches. That's what they say. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so she's pulling into, like you said, her gigantic apartment. I think she owns the building. She owns the fucking building. <laughs> And she's getting ready to take a very chaste shower because we don't need to see her undo her bra. We don't see anything. Yeah, we see her go into a bedroom. She undoes the jeans, and you're like, oh, shit. Is this children's movie about to show us some butt or something? No, we see her in her like uh, full-on 90s yeah, underwear yeah, and everything. Yeah. But we see in her Big closet pantaloons. metal boots. Right. Ching, ching. Ching, ching. ching. Rubble, rubble. So she's getting ready to get into the shower. We see that the kill- uh, Chad Killer's in the fucking... Uh, closet and everything she's going into the kitchen to start up her kettle and all that and that's when we get our jump scare right it's we, just chuck and ken right they want to survey the whole fucking apartment so yeah and then she's like 
don't you knock? He's like, you're going to get killed. And they go into the kitchen because she's got the... They go through every room. She's got the kettle running. She's got 400 rooms, by the way. Right. Again, single woman in New York City. With no job, apparently. No job. She probably worked at the dojo, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe she's a hacker. I don't know. And as they go into the kitchen... We see our man uh, Chad doing the Spider-Man move, where he's got you know he's like got his arms against one wall, his feet against the other, right above. Just them. holding himself up, yeah. Right. And so, uh, whew, everybody is just relieved. Oh, we were so worried. We, we we think that Chad Killer might be after you. So just be careful. Well, I don't give a shit who you think's after me. And she takes their documents because they. They show her the evidence. No, she 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 takes the print out because the he print literally. Out. Yeah, no, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying that fucking with it's the sh- fucking paper, like that you could rip off the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's their five lines of dialogue that they <laughs> can't seem to remember, and only recently realized, like, oh shit, there's some weird line in here that might be something. And all and it all has to do with Kelly. So why do they need it? They already know what the ev- what it points to, right? And it again, it's a printout copy. Oh. And so they finish up, and, and Kelly tells him, get the fuck out of my apartment. I'm trying to shower. You guys almost saw my boobies. I'm trying to shave the, shave the, <laughs> shower the filth off of my body from that titty bar. Right. And next time, you got to knock. Because they kicked in the door. Yeah. They kicked in the door. Hey, everybody, let's remember. They kicked in her deadbolted door. Right. Well, that's how cops enter any room. Exactly. So she heads, she, the kettle starts blowing, so she's like, oh, I got to turn that off. And that's when fucking Hamburglar jumps down, and he's ready to fight. He wants to, he, he wants to fight a champion. I'm glad you have the name for this technique, because yeah. this fucking fight, this was an interesting fight. Uh, she's holding her own and everything. She sends a sneak attack, so she, she uh, is holding her own for a minute here. She's going and in, retreating into her kitchen. That's a woman's dojo, so right. you know she's going to have superpowers in there. He knocks her down, so she's like, fuck, I'm, this guy's good. I'm just going to kick him in the dick. Right. Well, hey, uh, what do they say about love and war? All is fair. All is fair. And she kicks him in the dick, but she didn't know that he learned. He learned alongside the bride from Kill Bill under Pi May. I got to get, get you a gif of that for the internet. Pi May. I feel like that would sell this movie to people. Is the master of the iron crotch technique, which which and he taught it to his student Chad. It had to be. Had so to he be. catches her foot in his crotch, and then he accept. So he's kind of keeling over, like he's doing some kind of yoga technique. His butt is jutting out behind him. He reaches his fists forward, clenches them, and then pulls it back in. Right, like he's strengthening his uh, his core. And while he's doing that, he's lurching his hips backwards. Right, and that's the Pai Mei technique. And then all the movies Pai Mei was in, he would it's do beautiful. that. It's beautiful. And so and then we're outside. Ken and Chuck are like, fuck, we left our print out. We got to go back. Got to go back in there. So they do the scene where they're like, wait, got to knock. She's like getting the shit kicked out of her right now. Right. Again, the door was just blasted open by them. So they could just breathe on it to open it. And they're like, she asked us to knock. Asked us to knock. <laughs> Gentlemen always knock. The next Mermadon breakdown has to be on this fight scene. So they... They, they they hear the fucking crashing. So the then, ruckus. So yeah. they go in. And then, this is what I always like. They liked. have to break down the door again. This is what I always liked about like the Chinese, like Shaw Brothers, 
our heroes never fight with any honor. It's always like it's always the villain that's fighting three people at one time. So they dogpile fucking uh, Chad. Yeah. Usually, like you would think, it's not honorable. To, Chad to almost do escapes, and it takes Ken throwing a Takata pot at him, a clay pot, in order to stop him from escaping out a window. And then Chad turns around to fight all three of them. And there's even a situation where Chuck thinks, I'm going to shoot this guy, but he can't, so he joins in. Right. And we get another great fucking fight scene. Chad does the thing where, like, he puts his feet on both sides of a doorway. Yeah, and it's like a six. It's not like a, like a doorway doorway. It's like. like He's doing the full splits. In from, like, a living this, room yeah. into, like, a dining room type yeah, thing. Yeah, so it's, it's a, like a six-foot wide a like, doorway. Yeah. yeah. And fucking uh, uh Ken does a flying fucking kick at him. Oh yeah, and you know yeah he's but he's holding his own. But he's like fuck, I'm outnumbered. I don't know if I can beat three people. So he tries to fucking escape. He goes out into the hallway. Right, and this is where we get more fights happening in the hallway. Uh, he does his little finger technique on Ken. Hits him like in the arm his, near the it, elbow. Funny bone, dude. It funny bone hurts. So it fucks him up, and so Chuck charges at him. There's like also a scene going down the stairs where Chuck well, shooting well, at well, him. First, first, okay, he hits him in the elbow. Fucking incapacitates Ken for a minute, and then he goes in for the kill. Ken dodges it, and he goes through the wall into yep. a pipe, yep. and then steam flies out of the pipe, which okay. which, which like makes uh, Chad like go away. And then he grabs a fucking vending, vending machine, machine and just starts charging at Chuck. Right. And he fucking nails Chuck with that vending Chuck machine. Chuck goes flying through the, the wall. Splint, not the wall. The door splinters. It just yeah. explodes. He's fucked up. Then, Ken, uh, then Chad goes. To, he starts running down the, the staircase. Right. So thankfully, there's a fireman pole right next to the fucking oh staircase. God. So Ken slides down the pole, catches up. Meanwhile, Chuck is just blindly shooting down at them. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> so Ken continues to spar with uh, Chad. We got Chuck spraying bullets. Somehow, all Chad makes it back up to the room, dives out a window. Thankfully, there's a fucking car, that, a truck that happens to be going by. He managed to jump all the way out into the street. There happens to be a car, and it's just like those trains we saw in such movies as Hard Target, where there's a big tarp on top of pillowy cargo. <laughs> right. They're, they're, they're transporting mattresses. And my favorite part is that Chad lands in the cargo you know, of this truck, and he turns to them and goes, Ha, 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 I have escaped. <laughs> like, who are you? So, yeah, well, yeah, well, he was wearing the Hamburglar mask, and there was a scene where Ken pulled the mask off, and it snapped back on his face. So he didn't really see his face. That was the thing that really stunned him. That was the one fight where his mask was not taken off. So they go back to the police precinct. Justice is loading porns onto. Okay, that's all he can really do is the thing. We know Justice is working for himself. They let him into the police headquarters on a computer in their private network and everything, and we literally see him playing with his interactive porn. Chuck walks in, goes, "Hey, you loaded up that porn, way. Yeah, and he's just like, "All right, you're all set." Got that? I can't help you. He's got this- that's. That's all he was doing? <laughs> yes. I'm going to help you guys on this case? Here's porn. And then Kelly's like, hey, guys, I think I can help you. You know, I got a tax. I'm kind of part of this thing now. And they're like, yeah, I guess you're right. You, you should you know, be on this case now. You know what, guys? I think it's time for a fucking montage. 
of us investigating this situation. Yeah, so they hit Times Square to let you know, yes, we are. We did film one day in New York. Oh, you're going to love this scene, too, because they're going through Times Square. They're looking. TRL's going live right now. Backstreet Boys, all the jams, all that good shit. <laughs> this is right in my wheelhouse, Murray. And then they cut over to, I didn't even think this was the same town. There's Steven Seagal and Damon Wayans, was it? Yeah. In the Chinese shop buying some oh, it's deer. Oh, Keen and Ivory Wade. Oh, Keen and Ivory, Ivory yeah. Wade buying some deer penis. <laughs> right. And like, fucking Ken just pops a little deer penis in his mouth as he walks up. He tells Keenan, hey, this is some good shit. Good shit. Deer penis. Good for the penis. Of course, we got a guy just hacking on a computer. We get a scene where Ken, he has the pipe from the, the Kelly's apartment with the holes. He's he's examining. He's looking at the, the pictures and the wounds. He's like, all right, they match up. That's right. The wounds in human <laughs> yeah. bodies matching it up to the pipe bar or the pipe Wait, from the yeah. from the apartment fight just right. a scene ago. Yeah. yeah. He's comparing those two. Like they're Oh my god, amazing. Just And amazing. then we get a scene as they're walking, they're getting a hot dog or something. They walk bump into a guy, familiar guy, but he's wearing glasses. And then it's like it's, so, it's like Chad is such a sad character because they just don't recognize you because you're a drip, dude. Like he's like smirking, like ah, the perfect disguise. Like no, it's like nobody remembers you, Chad. It's so amazing because all he wants to be is noticed as a champion. <laughs> nobody cares about him. He is literally going around New York City, apparently a very populated city. Nobody notices a murder. Anybody. Broad daylight, in the night, doesn't matter. No one notices. Uh, and I love this because after that, they're just like, I stole that man eating a hot dog. You know what? That makes me want some sushi. Right. So they stop off, get lunch at a sushi bar. Uh, Kelly's suddenly gone, which is fine right. because I, I don't even know if I remember to mention this. I fucking can't stand Kelly because she can't just talk as an adult to Ken. She always has to say, Uncle Ken. She's at a British accent now? Yeah. For some reason, for him, she goes, So Ken oh, finally reveals why he's so tortured. Yeah, I used to be a mine hunter, and I got kidnapped by the serial killer. He's really, really crazy. I got messed up. I got too much into his head. <laughs> and all it, 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 it wound up ruining my marriage. And then they finally find something they can bond over. Failed marriages. Chuck slaps his head. I... Was also a terrible husband. And here's the thing. I met your wife. See, I'm too long gone. I, I, never couldn't, I couldn't get it up with my wife. I could get it up with your wife, though. Yeah. She's a keeper. Yeah, you got to hold on to that shit. That moment I was doing the fucking sleight of hand, I was trying to slide out of my pocket. I was trying to make sure no one noticed my, my, my pants bulge going on. I want you to know right now the mistake I made was not talking to her. I should have told her I can't get it up. That might have saved my marriage. I get making excuses. I don't know what's going on in your pants, son, but I know I got a quarter here. Heads you call your wife, tails you don't. Flips the coin. Great shot. We see it fly, and then boom, right on top of his hand. Pulls it away. It's heads. It's crazy. I thought, I thought, I thought No Country for Old Men, that scene was completely original. It was inspired by this movie. It was inspired by this movie. What do I have to lose on this coin toss? Everything. This coin traveled a long way to meet you here. So he goes, and he gives him the coin to call. And he, as he goes to put the coin in, he notices it's a two-headed coin. Uh, and He calls anyways. He calls anyway. Hi. 
Megan, Megan, I want to make things good for you with you. Okay. Yeah, she's like, cool, let's do it. Like, she hated him at the beginning of the movie. Couldn't stand him, but the fact that he called her. Right. With that's a all it took. Coin, yeah. That's all it took. This is uh, what's our favorite one with the bullet? Uh, uh. Get even. Get nope, nope. One with the bullet. Uh, uh, Revenge of the Nerds guy. Oh, number one with the bullet. Number one with the bullet. What's that fucking act? Robert? Carradine. Carradine. This is his level of acceptance where his girlfriend was like, you are literally the worst human being. And we got to see throughout the whole movie, he is the worst human being. And yet he showed up one day and he was like, hey, I'm really sorry. And she's like, okay. That's all you needed to say. All he has to do is call his wife and say, I want you to move back in. And she's like, yeah, sure. Well, he also mentioned county fair. And women love those elephant ears. And this is where we travel from New York to California. Right. So we get another montage, a fun montage of them playing around. We got the thing where you hit the mallet and the bell goes up, but he does a fucking kick on it. The daughter fails to do it. Yeah. So he hikes up his Jean-Claude pants all the way over his nipples, does a fucking drop kick onto it all the way up. So we just get a montage of fucking Camcorder, 1997 <laughs> on the mini discettes. Amazing. So now they're at like a, a picnic table. They're eating their elephant ears. Extra Daughter's powder somehow shirt. missing. Where's she? Honey, I think we need to get back together. <laughs> Ken, I think the same. Beep, beep, beep. Sorry, babe. My pager. Dad, is that your pager? I thought you were going to be a father now. She didn't have another English accent. Okay. So he's like, sorry, babe. I could go. Another murder. So they go to another crime scene. It's we, another fucking champion. Okay, sorry, everybody. We're on like 4,000 different sets and scenes now. Oh. This is a stupid action movie. We're on so many sets and scenes. Very convoluted. And this one, one second. What's the payoff here? And Kelly's here, by the way. Kelly is now a Part fucking of the investigation. special yeah. investigator. Yeah. So all three of them show up. And they're all in their worst They gave 90s. her a little plastic badge that says yeah. Inspector. All of them are in their worst 90s attire. Shirts just pilling over their elbows. I hate that look. She's wearing the Chucky outfit. Yep. And we see a body laying there in this pool of blood, and we see that he tried to write with his fingers a name. But all he got out was C-H-A. Chuck literally looks down and says, oh, C-H-A. Too bad we can't move his hand. We can see what else he was trying to write there, but fuck it. And then Kelly points out, hey. Sorry. Hey guys, there's a picture missing here. And he's like, "Good, good catch, Kelly. Hey, so, hey, come over here. Get a picture of this. Get a picture of the non-picture. And we see a little <laughs> blood. Of the we see a little blood, which we now we know that somebody with a bloody hand, maybe a bloody finger, had taken that picture away. We're going back to the office, and we're trying to review all the photos. And of course, Kelly's helping out now, <laughs> as so, only like a five-year-old would. Yeah. So she's looking up C H A into uh, the name, the phone book. book. Every, yeah, looking for a name. Every last they, name. Sorry, who knows who was the last name? It could be Charles. He was trying to write. Right. So she's going through all the names. Chuck's making fun of her. You're never going to find anything doing that. Why don't you check out this porn software I got over here? And she says, No, I think I'm going to check out. I think I'm going to check out Webster's Dictionary. Do you have one of those? I see you got karate magazines everywhere. And then she's like, you know, champagne, champipple, champion. That's it. So basically, this idiot who got murdered figured out the killer before our cops could even figure it out. Yes. 
So she's like, hey, you remember you remember the Masters Challenge or Master Takato brought the Tournament of Champions? Remember that? Yeah. I, I wish you could remember how full stupid we have to go into here because they have the pinups of all the pictures. Yeah. Every one of the pictures has one of the victims when they were alive with the Champions Trophy and then dead. <laughs> And then there's a picture of them all together, and they never with Master Takato. Yes, never put it together. No. And then they're like, "Wait, what are you talking about? The Masters Challenge? Yeah, they didn't have this photo yet until Chuck realizes it's in one of my karate magazines. Yeah, I remember that. I think it's in the January issue. So they run over to his office. And they find the story about the Masters Challenge, and they see the picture, the same picture that's missing off the wall of that other guy. Who got right. Master Takato's Masters Challenge? Oh, my God. What Which, is by that? the way, RVD, not in this picture. I looked. So it's not even accurate no. to uh, the people that Chad has they been They couldn't killing. even just Photoshop him into the picture. They blow up the image, though, and they're Xing out all the faces of the people who right. were killed, yeah. which some of them we didn't even get to see get killed. And, of course, RVD's yeah. not in it. Right. Uh, and it just leaves two men behind. One guy died in a car crash. So he's mark him off, right? And there's another guy named Willie Namath, and he's a f- well, fucking punk. He's got so many priors for assault. This has got to be our killer, right? A- another fucking cop comes in and says, "Oh, did you say Willie Namath? Yeah, we brought this guy in last week. We couldn't hold him. We could. We didn't have any charges. Just aggravated assault, so we had to let him go. I mean, he was. No, it's a history of fucking felonies. We can't keep. They're, they're like laundry list of assault with weapons. Hands. He just goes hands tied. Chuck, Chuck gives him a look. Like, why couldn't we keep him? <laughs> Thin blue line. I get it. So let's go, guys. Sorry, Kelly. This is a, this is a man's job. You can't do this. Kelly cuts at you. Oh, does this mean I get to come? Do I get a gun? No, kill. He can't come. This is police work. So they hop in. They go over to Willie Namus. Meanwhile, Kelly's walking out, kicking a rock. Oh, I can't do anything. Looks over down at the hot dog cart because she... The first I, person to ever recognize Chad. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. And she's, you know, women. She, she, Women, they recognize the shoes. They judge a man by his shoes. Yep. And Saw he's the, got the most standout shoes you've ever really fucking does. seen. I just love the hot dog artistry of this movie. There's hot dogs constantly. Yes. Do you know, like, the Shaun of the Dead? They call it the Cornetto trilogy or whatever because the ice cream bars in all three of yeah, his okay. movies. I want to believe there's some kind of hot dog trilogy well, happening we're here. have to look into it. Because this guy's got hot dogs all over this movie. I mean, Chad is standing in front of a hot dog cart in this scene. That's what led uh, Kelly over that way. So she chases him in her car. Because he's driving off as well. We get a scene. We see Willie Namath snorting coke like, like a maniac in his room. And he's got the same wig. <laughs> yeah. Like, we saw him in the picture. He looked At like this she- point, we don't even recognize the killer anymore. So we think that's the killer. We saw the picture from a year ago. He looks like Charles Manson. <laughs> he's small. He's gnarly. He looks unkempt. And this guy has perfect Chad hair. Is so I didn't. You said this in the notes, and I did not pick up on this. So Chad is the guy who died in the car accident, allegedly died. Allegedly, in the car I think that's what they were implying. Because I didn't notice him in the picture. Was he in the picture? He was in the picture. Okay, hundred percent. All right. Okay. And this might—they don't explain it, but I'm going to explain it. Car. Maybe he was in a car crash and he lost his two fingers. That would explain. Yeah. The two finger situation. Yeah, and he's angry about that. This is another one of those things that they bring up. 
that just go nowhere. Right. They're bait and switching us all day here. So, because this is the thing, the motive, his motive is he wants to be the best fighter in the world. So he's taking on every champion of every different uh, right. version of martial arts. And if you haven't figured it out at this point, you're an idiot. That's great. Why does he have to kill them? Why doesn't he just beat them in a fight? In front of an audience and everything. Yeah. Like, he's really weird that he's like... That's his motivation, people. That's just it. He has nothing personal against any of these people. He's not getting revenge. Right. He just wants to be the best fighter in the world. He just needs to know it for himself, which, I, in a way... By I'm the not... way, the Blood Moon has nothing to do with any of this. Hey. Nothing. The Blood Moon has nothing to Blood do with Blood is on the moon. We don't know why. Yeah, we don't know why. So, anyways, Kelly has recognized them. He drives off. She drives. Well, they go after to Willie Namath. They capture Willie Namath. Oh yeah, she's yeah. driving after yeah. him. We cut over. We see Chuck and them. They're leading the crew to catch Willie Namath. Like you said, fucking you. You see the people cutting uh, coke on like a little mirror and all that, yeah. or a dining table, or a coffee table, or something. No, this man has a full-on pool noodle full of coke, with like a pixie stick. You know that yeah. you would eat the sugary substance out of he's got a pool noodle full of cocaine he's just slurping up with his nostrils yeah it's amazing he's 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 inhaling that shit so the cops come they're knocking on the door uh willie tries to run we see him do a little bit of combat but he can't fight back all these cops and they eventually throw him over he bounces aladdin style off uh one of those I don't know, bizarre rooftop things, you know, the canopy. canopy yeah. yeah. Bounces off the canopy and it's arrested. Yeah. And we see, obviously, we know this isn't the killer. Cause we're, I mean, even to the audience, we're assuming Willie Namath is going to be Chad, but he's not. Right. So, all right. This, okay. This, scene. yeah, I, I'm excited. You had some connection with the scene. <laughs> yes. Because Chad pulls in, he's living in a suburban area. He right. Pulls into his garage, shuts the door. And then Kelly pulls up. She, yep. she, she goes right outside of his house. She goes up to the garage. The garage door starts opening. So she just, there's nowhere to hide. So she just, because it, it is, this is uh, similar to New York. No land at all. You just have a house yeah. against a house. She has been skulking around her, ho- uh, Chad's house. He's got great landscaping, right. lots of boomer bushes. So she's like in the boomer bushes, kind of like peeking into windows. Yeah. But when the when the garage door opens, she has nowhere to hide, so she just makes herself small. She just hides against the side of the yeah. Okay, this okay, this is it. So we got to figure out a way because there's no way that no Chad way. would not see her. Exactly. So they literally have to do a scene where he leans out. He's pulling out of his fucking garage. Yes. He leans out and looks back out the window. Yes. As, and he's got this look like. And he's like pulling out, and then so gives her time to like roll into the garage door, and then the garage door shuts, so he, he can't it, see her. Yeah, no, that was a hundred percent. But I heard the music that was playing. Rock gotta have faith, and when that song's playing, Limp Bizkit's going through your head. You Limp Bizkit's going through your head today. You, Nobody else. You are distracted. Okay. So I understand this. He has perfect Limp Bizkit hair. I'm pretty sure I saw him in that Woodstock 99 music video. So, uh, but then again, when, when, when I'm going to give Chad an out because, because of what happens later. I think Chad is 
he's baiting her because he he comes right back. Oh, like you mean the theme of the movie, the <laughs> yeah. bait and switch? Yes. So she rolls in, and we're gonna follow her into the bowels of his house. Right. She's looking around, and just like uh, our dork over there, Chuck and Ken, they got the cork board with all the pictures and everything. Right. He's got an office. He's got computers. He's set solving up. his own crime. First of all, <laughs> he's got the full uh, justice setup. We're talking thermos. <laughs> With piss, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Hot dogs just everywhere. Fucking nine mo- well, nine TVs on top of what look like computer towers just sitting there. The blood on the moon uh, little visual is just playing he's, on repeat. Yeah, he's still touching up the graphics. Right. Yeah. And, of course, you got the happy, happy Halloween from Halloween 3 playing because it's yeah. just like what we need set dressing here. And then she walks into his fucking study, and that's where he's got the cork board with the strings right. and the people he's been killing. And he's like literally – Connecting the dots. He's solving his own crime. It is just the word champion written out. And <laughs> But what's different between his and Ken and Chuck's is there's a picture of Megan and Ken's daughter. Oh, my God. Somehow, well, wait, no. How does Kelly recognize uh, Megan and well, uh, Lauren? Why wouldn't she? Fucking Ken is like her dad. He's like a dad to her. She would know them. You think so? Yeah. Okay. So she runs to the phone to call Ken. And she, hey, I found it. I found his place. <laughs> Come on. And she gives the address. He, Ken, they're driving. Ken knows every street in New York fucking He's like, I know that place. So they fucking. She beeped it to him. She did beep it. To him. <laughs> You're wrong. Right. She beeped. She did it to beep him. it to him. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish she did talk. She did laugh while she was beeping it though, because you get you get the Kelly laugh dead on. Yeah, she's very Pee Wee Herman. Very. So she beeps him the address, and we watch the readout. Ken is fully engulfed in it while driving. So he's swerving around people. He's nearly missing. He's driving through red lights. I'm at Chad's house. Who's Chad? Chad's the killer rolls up on the beeper. Oh, my God. Chad's the killer. Where's that at? 824 Adam Street. New- no, I don't remember the address. Yeah. But she gets he they get it, and they head straight and As soon over. as she sends out that, that page, she turns around. It's fucking Chad. You know what it. she was getting ready to do, Murray? I read eyes. She's going into the fridge. Not to get a sandwich, though. Chick like this, she was getting some. Why wouldn't she just take one of the hot dogs? It's- on that plate carbs sodium she was going for the eggs rocky like, style looking for a sandwich ching 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 rubble rubble ching, 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 and then he's like ching. so you're a national champion and then this fucking all hell breaks loose this is where we get to see a fight that you would have expected in the apartment because he is wiping the floor with her right like he is not missing a single blow oh, she is a girl yeah even when she blocks shit, she's getting knocked back. She's flipping through tables. She knocks the plate of hot dogs over, a plate of hot dogs over. Then we cut to a scene of, of Ken and Chuck bursting the door. We're assuming they're going to burst in mid-fight, but no, the fight is over. Fight's over. They're looking around. Kelly, Kelly, where are you? And then suddenly a door, a closet door opens and <laughs> Kelly falls out. <laughs> and the then- microwave timing. And then he places, like you, as you do in a movie, he places his fingers over her neck to check her pulse. No answer. We have no idea if Kelly's been killed. We're assuming she's been killed because he always kills his, his victims. Right. He just looks up at Chuck and goes, let's go. Not call in the medics, not any. 
No, let's just go. The PC is repeating a message. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they go into the his little... He Wait. He had all of his computers out in his living room. And suddenly now they're going into his study where he has another computer that's playing this message. Where Also, they have the cork board with all the murders. I don't even... What does the message even say? All I know is there's a picture of Ken with his wife. And right. then it, start, it morphs into fucking Chad. Yeah. <laughs> Ken. Hello, Ken. Ken O'Hara. I see you. And then they come. They see it. It, it Like you said, yeah. it's a picture of him, Lauren, and Megan. And suddenly his yeah. face turns into Chad's face. And he's like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> so, But he knows Megan. So he calls, Megan, get out of there. She's like, Ken, your buddy Chad came over. He's delightful. He's doing a jigsaw puzzle with Lauren. All right. Let me tell you something. He's a dangerous criminal. Whatever you do, if, if don't let on, don't let on. Just if, play along. Play along. If you can get out, get out. But if I, you can't, play along, and I'll be there. He don't. might fall on our you and our daughter. Just play along. And then <laughs> we get a jump scare. All of a sudden, we, we see him in the background doing the jigsaw puzzle with Lauren. All of a sudden, fucking Chad's right there. Yeah. Grabs like fucking Lauren by Megan by the neck. Hello there, Ken. <laughs> He's got this voice too. I think he did have a British accent. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Meet me at the Sparks Factory on the outside. Of course, Ken, he knows every fucking everywhere. He's, he's a human GPS. Right, right, of course. I know that. Yep. And we're going to finish this. We got to meet alone. Otherwise, I'll get these two. I'll have them tied up somewhere. So then, did you know, this is a very interesting cut they did. They did, like, in, you know in movies where they'll show a kick from, like, three different angles or an yeah, explosion? Yeah, 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 yeah. They get him driving up the factory from three different angles. It's Murray, like, zoom, we zoom, gotta do the, zoom. Not zoom, but Zoolander moment here. Because Ken is furious, and so he's got to destroy the evidence now. Oh, it's right. And they do the Zoolander trick. Where he grabs the monitor and Chuck goes, no, we need that for the evidence. And he says, fuck the evidence. And he smashes yeah. the monitor. Yeah, he's like, I'm taking this guy out. Right. And that, you're right. This, <laughs> I like that shot, though. <laughs> yeah. I liked him driving up to the Sparks factory in three different, I thought that was cool. Right. And so he drives up there. They ban Sparks factory. We see... Uh, uh, Chad on like a catwalk. Welcome to hell. <laughs> he does a oh. five-hour fucking maniacal laugh. Chuck was also told to stay out of this fight, and Chuck right. finally uh, 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 just kind of relents and is like, "Okay, we'll take my gun with you." So, yeah, yeah, he says, "Take the gun." So yeah. Chad literally has a five-minute maniacal laugh. We zoom in, you see all his fillings. Yep. I mean, we get the five angles. We hear it. Just echoing off of the, all the empty equipment. And he's like, here's the deal. You beat me in a fight, you get your family back. Right. So, frustrated, Ken pulls out the gun and shoots. And we learn why he never carries a gun. Because he misses him with like 20 shots. Ch- or, uh, uh, Chad. Chad has a great laugh about that. And then just runs away. Yes. So Well, he's doing a cat and mouse thing. He you know, really is. Toying with it. So, him. they're kind of playing with each other a little bit. He's yelling back there, welcome to hell. And so, they, he's, like you say, he's doing cat and mouse, and then they finally face off. And he's got this little, like, remote in his hand. Yeah, they get to, like, this location where, you know, they stop, and they confront each other again. And Ken tells them, you need to tell me where my family's at. And we can hear them screaming outside, the uh, dynamite, it's at 12 minutes and 35 seconds. No, 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 no. Chad says, 
this timer is set for 15 minutes. That's all. You got to beat me in 15 minutes or they die. Yeah. And then he hits off, and then he, that, that sets the bomb like in motion, the timer on the bomb. He does hear his family yelling, though, yeah. because Ken is so conflicted. He doesn't know if he should go for his family or try to fight this man. Because yeah. everything about him tells him to fight, but he's like, no, I got to save my family. They're going to move in this weekend. Right. So the fight breaks out. They're going back and forth, evenly matched. And then uh, Chad kicks him off like a balcony. There's like a, there's like a fucking rope with a net hanging here for some reason. Maybe, maybe Chad set that up. I don't know. Yeah. But it catches Kenzie, but he's like dangling by a foot. He's about to fall, smash his head. And then Chuck shows up in the nick of time and grabs that rope. He grabs the other end, just happens to be hung over something so right. we can use all of his leverage and everything to keep it. But, hey, what's the problem here? You got Chad right there, and Chad wants to see fucking uh, Ken be beat. Right. So he's going to try to beat the shit out of Chuck so Ken continues right. to fall. So Chuck ties the rope around his waist. Yeah, while he's evading yeah. blows, he's <laughs> tying the rope. This was a kind of cool scene, yeah. and we also thought Chuck wasn't going to show up, but he did because he shows right. up for his friends. And yeah, now they're friends. But he gets the finger to the fucking... Heart, not the heart, the stomach. Yep. And then he gets thrown off the balcony, which raises up Ken. Right, because it's tied around his waist now. Right. And we see Chuck go down like five stories, and then the rope just stops. Right. So he just fell. He got... And it's around his waist, so it would have broke his back. No, the way he lands, the way they show him land, (laughs) he broke his fucking back. So everybody, Chuck is dead. Right. So now Ken and Chad are fighting some more, and then they get... Chad or Ken, whoever, gets thrown through a window. So now they're outside where the, yep. the, the wife and the daughter are. They're getting closer because they were, like, on a rooftop. And so now they're fighting over towards that rooftop. Right. Killer's mocking him still. He's like, everyone's going to die. <laughs> so Ken grabs a pipe because he's fighting a guy with metal fingers, so you need a fucking pipe. Right. They're going back and forth, back and forth. There's there's a, a lot of different finger stab motions. They're going here. up ladders. They're yep. following each other on oh, rooftops. There's the one thing that like he scaled up between a rope and the concrete wall and everything yeah. to get up to his family. We get up there. Uh, by the way, Chuck is fucking am- or not Chuck. Chad is amazing at scaling the wall. He's like Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, he really was. He's just doing. It's those oh, metal fingers oh, that go oh. right into yeah, the fucking he just, thing. Right. right up there. He fucking lunges his fingers at uh, Ken, but he buries it into the wall. And apparently, yeah. it's not a clean exit. It's barbed. <laughs> his fingers get stuck. Yeah. Like he took his yeah. bar- fingers like in the image of a bar- uh, uh, duck's penis. So it's like swirled and everything so he can't just pull it straight out he has to twist his whole body so ken's got the advantage and starts pummeling him and we literally watch him tippy tap punch uh uh chad in the stomach for like four minutes right while we watch the clock in the back it's like a basketball game you see the shot clock in the background while he's punching this guy you're like ken finish him off well he's about to but then chad does finger stab him Oh, he does. Yeah, he, he gets stab. the finger stab. So it weakens him. But it's not enough to stop Ken because he's got to save his family. So Ken just kicks uh, uh, Chad off the fucking building. We get an awful fucking dummy. Which Very I, I, bad. I miss those days of the yeah, dummies. I do miss those too. And then now he's got to run, like, you know, to save his wife. It's down to like 15 seconds. 
We get some slow-mo. No, he's running, running. All right, I'm going to let you finish this because this was your favorite part of the movie. Yeah, there was like a good 45 seconds when he starts to run, but he has to pull himself up that little uh, balcony or whatever. Yeah. And so time is dwindling here. And is there like, there's not enough time. There's not. How the fuck is he going to catch? Are we going to see some movie magic here? Is the clock suddenly going to reset because he's on his way now? He gets to his family at zero hits. Well, he no, they get a scene. He's literally leaping. They freeze frame as he's leaping. Oh, okay, yeah. And then we see the clock go down to zero. Yeah, and you see you you see him stretch out. And And we're like thinking, holy shit, they're actually gonna have everybody die. That would be amazing, fucking end. And we do the seventies cut where we see everyone's face when it hits zero, (laughs) where it's just a close up of their eyes as they're like, oh my god, we're dead. Grabs his family. It's confetti. <laughs> yeah, confetti shoots out of the bomb. And then we get a recording. I'm not a child killer. No slaughter of the innocents. <laughs> and then we cut over and Chuck <laughs> is hanging out a window too. And I was like, wait a minute. Chuck alive and fully functional is like, hey, the fuck is this ending? I don't know because it abruptly ends right there. We don't get an epilogue at all. Right. So wait a minute. This guy was just going around. Killing people. So if apparently, if you fought, if you practice martial arts, you do deserve to die. You're not an innocent, right? But if you're a child, you do not deserve to right. die. Right? It's I, Chad logic. I traumatized for life. Yes. <laughs> die. No. <laughs> Fucked up. Craziest <laughs> ending I've ever seen. Sorry if you decided to listen to this without watching the movie. If you had any uh, intuition to watch it, <laughs> I hope yeah. you did because this movie is. Bonkers. Right. This is a very fun movie to watch. Good action. Yeah. Very strange characters. <laughs> yes. Very strange plot. Great chief who disappears. Yes. We don't see him after. A lot of bait and switch with, like, where did the magic come in? I thought that maybe Chuck showed up and switched out the dynamite for some reason to play, like, one last That trick. would work. That would make sense. His boss is the Riddler. Yeah, and he could say, <laughs> he could say, "How about that magic trick, right, you know, or something like that?" Just so, like that would be Batman, or just go Abracadabra. Yeah, I saved your fam, presto. Change All right, so yeah, there you have it. I, I, we're gonna do some more of these seasonal films in the future. Hopefully, we can get Paul on for one of them. Oh yeah, with all those facts. Yeah. So okay. Okay. December. December. We traditionally do. We're, fa- we're, 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 we're a family-friendly show, Griff. We're a family show at heart. At heart. So in December, we like to do sci-fi, fantasy, fun kind of movies because it's the holiday season. Right. And this week, we're going we're gonna to do something because, once again, constantly innovating on Golden Globus. Always. So we're going to do something we've never done. We're going to do a kaiju movie. Kaiju. Kaiju. Gesundheit. Gesundheit? Gesundheit. Gesundheit? Yeah. We're going to sneeze? Well, it's, kaiju sounds kind of like achu. Oh. See, yeah, I, it, it's, That's it's, a good spark. It's sound. rough when you explain a joke. But not, a, not any kaiju. This is my... I, I said during October, the Wolfman's my favorite classic. Yes, you did. Uh, Universal monster. You like them when they stand tall? Bipedal or quad, quad pedal? I like Wolfman. I don't like where... Like, I don't like giant wolf. Yeah, yeah. Like you Wolfman. like the bipedals. Yes. But this is my favorite monster of all time. Interesting. Human? Not at all. He's he's not only a great monster. Some people call him the king of the monsters. 
We're going to do a Godzilla movie. Ooh. But not any Godzilla movie. Some people consider this one of the worst, but it has a special place in my heart. It's a very silly movie, but I still love it because it's Godzilla teaming up with a giant robot to tag team wrestle two other monsters. I love it. And I always love, I've always been a fan. I always found it boring when Godzilla was the villain. It's just a a monster destroying a city. That's boring. I always like superhero. I like protector of Japan, Godzilla, where he fights other monsters. So it's Godzilla versus Megalon. And I believe this this might be on Pluto or some like free streaming thing. So you haven't seen it? Check it out. It's a fun fucking movie. It's considered like the, the I, I like this funny because the seventies. Uh, this is a seventies one. It's considered the more childish Godzilla movies. I'm like all Godzilla movies are childish. It's fucking a monster movie for fuck's sake. Even the Brian Cranston one. I liked that. It was okay. I liked it. I liked it. But, I actually saw that one yeah, in the theater. I liked. It. I did not like uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. It got a little too silly for me, yeah. which I know is weird because the whole concept is silly. Yeah. But so see you next week for King Kong. Uh, King Kong. Godzilla versus Megalon, and keep it warm. <laughs>